like being a full time dad these days? I mean, it's great, man. Um, two beautiful kids. My son's home with me every day because yeah. I'm all close home. But uh, that's the move, dude. Yeah. You know, I was a uh, when I, I I podcasted with Jim Howe and Mike Rogers. Mm -hmm. Jim, he said he goes everywhere my dad went, I went with him. And his little kid everywhere and that made me think you know is that how it used to be you know where the dad really just drove the little boy around everywhere well not predominantly in my community well, yeah, <coughs> you know what i'm saying though yeah. i'm just saying like if the dad was there if the dad was there yeah yeah you gotta I, look up to somebody i know like i wonder you know what i mean i didn't grow up with i mean i grew up with the stepdad and, and he didn't show up until later on and by that point i was super rebellious and didn't want i didn't so we didn't really have that type of like father-son relationship, but you know, you're there for your kids and I'm here for my kids and I try to be, yeah, I try to be as present as possible and spend as much time as I can. Break that chain. Yeah, but I, but that's what I wonder, you know, was there a time when, you know, if the dad is there, where it's like, all right, the the, the little boy had to, to go with their son or with their dad. Sons go with dad, daughter stay home, mom learn how to be a wife. Yeah. Stuff like that. Sons learn how to do things out in the yard, hunt, you know, build. Yeah, I think about this stuff because, you know, my son, he's, uh, what, he's about to be 14. I know. And, you know, like I said, you know, uh, Deja and I are talking about having, you know, some kids and fuck, it's like, you you look, there's no, you know, there's no right way to parent. You don't know how to do it. You just figure it out. Right, as you go. Yeah. But you can always kind of like look at hindsight and like, oh man. So I think about, you know, Man, you know, I, I, I definitely didn't take my son everywhere with me, but now it's like, oh man, if I have a son, maybe I will just take him everywhere with me. Maybe that's how you can send him what you're into. Yeah, cause yeah, cause yeah, for the, cause when you're talking about like I, I noticed, um, and I, I think that maybe I had a college professor, rest in peace. He like he passed away. He, uh, he would say when because this was probably i guess aj was probably pr pretty new pretty newborn and uh, he was telling me he's like when they're really little you're gonna you're gonna be like the smartest the best uh, like the most important and then as they get older you're just gonna slow it's like an inverse bell curve right you're gonna start up here and you're just gonna slowly get dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber and then you know usually around like 16, 17, 18 says you're just gonna be the dumbest motherfucker Dad, possible. you don't understand you don't know shit bro yeah. And then slowly, he's like, it, it returns. You'll you'll soon you'll soon be a smart man again. And I remember thinking, yeah, whatever. It's not gonna be that bad, whatever. But now that I'm getting there, man, and he's starting to kind of like pull away, and he wants to be himself, and he's kind of you know coming into his own. He's just trying to figure out who the hell he is in his own individual sense, right? And. Uh, and I think that's a part of it, so that's just hard to deal with. But yeah, I'm noticing his interests are not like my interests. And he'll say things like, he's like, Dad, that's your thing, not my thing. <laughs> These little kids are so quick to just try to say what their thing is. And uh, I'm like, man, maybe if I just kept him with me everywhere, I can just make sure his thing is my thing. But even if I do, will, will it do anything? Because is he just getting to that point where he's just trying to find his own thing? You know? And you start with little kids. Yeah. If you want them to be a certain way, you want them to like certain things, but you also want to be supportive. It's just, man, yeah, you can only kind of guide them, and it's his own journey. At the end of the day, I'm sure, I'm really, I'm coming to the grips, you know, in, in right around 16, 
he's gonna get a lot of freedom. I mean, be, he's, gonna get a license. he's gonna have a license, and for him, he's the youngest in his grade, so by the time he turns 16, it's gonna be going into 11th grade. So, I mean, he's gonna be nearing the end of school, you know, uh, it's not gonna be a lot of time until it's like, hey man, you are responsible for what you are doing. Like, the consequences of your choices, like, you have to handle those. Yeah, it'll come back on you. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I can't tell you what to do. I can guide you, I can direct you, I can um, tell you what I would do, but, you know, that's, man, dude, that's been three fucking short years, bro. Four years. Four years of high school. <laughs> so, it's wild, bro. It's coming fast. So, I think about these things. It blows me the fuck away, man. You know? It's not that I wish he would necessarily be a certain way. It's just, sometimes I just, you know, I would love for him to love wrestling. <laughs> that's the thing, man. I know, I know. I, I know. He's so good at it, man. And I know there's just so many benefits. And he's like, Dad, that's your thing. I'm just like, well, as long as you're, is your thing fucking next year, too, buddy. <laughs> We'll see. I hope. It's just like, how do you? What if I the mesh just said, compliment me more? Yeah. I, I think I tell people all the time with well, my son, I'm like, I'm not going to force him to wrestle. Yeah. And the game plan is to, like, mind screw him into wanting to wrestle. Like, he's always going to be at tournaments and this and that, and blah, blah. And I want him to be like, Dad, I want to go wrestle. And I'll be like, Nah, you ain't ready. <laughs> I'm giving like two years of that. And then basically, by the time he's like, begging. He's like, for like nine and ten years old, and I'm like, all right, you can't quit. You begging? I'm not gonna quit. I'm like, all right, you know what you're in, you're in. And then secretly, that's what you want. Yeah, start waiting on our own time. You know, man, that's the, that might be the move. I might do that route. Yeah, just let him do other things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the soccer, all that other stuff, baseball. baseball. Yeah. yeah. All those things. All that fun stuff because wrestling, you know, you can't play wrestling. It's not a game. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, you see these little kids that get into wrestling, they're always crying. It's emotional because a lot of them. You know, they don't come from a rough background. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time they actually see like conflict and peer aggression. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you in a room, some kids pushing you, snapping you down, picking you up and slamming you. They can't handle that. Yeah. You know, they've never seen it. They've never been out in the streets fighting with bullies, family functions, wrestling around with cousins. You know, a lot of them the first time they see some kind of like physical combat and aggression is in a kids club wrestling room and they can't handle it they can't handle losing you in a gym you know packed with thousands of people you know kids running everywhere moms and dads screaming you got moms and dads coaching you know and you on this mat in front of all these people and some other kids pushing you around your mom and dad screaming at you to get up i can't breathe i can't breathe you gotta boom you get pinned and you you know, you walk to the corner, you're crying. You know, I don't want that shit. Yeah. Like, my son, when you go out there, I ain't dealing with th- those tears. Oh, well, yeah, you will. You, you, know, you will. I mean, I'm saying it now, <laughs> but I'm just like, you know, uh, I just feel like basically if he, if he if he, if he goes into it with the I won't quit mentality, there'll be less of that. Like, yeah. if he comes off the mat crying because he's mad and not because he's sad, that's different. Right. If he's like, mm, I want to win, fuck, you know, I'm like, all right, I can deal with that. Yeah. You know, don't be a sore loser, but I like that, 
than not you like you cared like yeah. you wanted that yeah yeah. So. yeah 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 no i get what you're saying there's a difference yeah. there's it, it it is overwhelming the amount of input that's coming from all the noise and all the people mm-hmm. and the whistles and the whistle that's on your mat and the whistle that's on the mat next to you you got to know what's yours and what's not yours and Dude, that that's actually amazing to me i've said uh because i hate doing public speaking and I'm in grad school right now, and I've got to, like, you know, like, perform on Zoom in front of a bunch of people. And I'm always nervous. And I'm like, man, do you fight? You know, you wrestled. You this and that. You was a national champion. This and that. You've had thousands of people. I'm like, bro, what you don't understand is when I'm competing, someone is trying to take my head off. Okay? And I'm laser focused on the person in front of me. And everything that controls that mat. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like my opponent my coaches, this referee, and your coaches. Those are literally the only people I'm focused on. And I think it's amazing that I've noticed that I've been in arenas, just in wrestling, not even, I ain't going to get into MMA, mm-hmm. full of thousands of people, yeah. like state tournament, national tournament. And, like, I didn't hear that whistle over there in the mat that was right next to me. I didn't hear screaming fans, this and that, blah, blah. I heard my coaches. I heard this ref. I heard this guy. I heard this guy's coaches. And I just think it's crazy how you can zone in and it's very animalistic yeah. because your adrenaline is up and everything is heightened yeah you're in flow state bro yeah, that's what i'm saying you're in flow state like yeah. you said and it's crazy it's bro. like you create a room yeah everything's in slow motion you know like i said you're 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 in defense mode and your body is just like okay what's important what information that's coming in with these senses the smell mm-hmm. hear taste everything what's important okay what his coach is saying is important what my coach is saying is important what this referee is saying is important what this dude is doing yeah. is important yeah. you know so just it's just amazing man yeah bro that's the beauty of wrestling yeah and like I said and it's the same thing with MMA fighting and jujitsu any any combat sport where you have to focus yeah yeah not enough people do that no. not enough people do that I don't know people on that they're not with that life, man. Well, just do doing just like a hard thing where you feel really exposed and literally know, the, like the stakes are high. The embarrassment. Oh man, dude, just. I mean, I've been at the top and I've been at the bottom. Yeah, you know, I've got my hand raised on the big stage and I've lost on the big stage. Yeah, and it's just, you know, like that. I, the hardest conversation you will have as a coach is when a kid or a competitor loses something that meant a lot to them that they put a lot of work into mm-hmm. like you see this kid work all season you see him do the extra stuff you see him make sacrifices and then he falls short of his goal mm-hmm. especially in this sport wrestling because again this ain't basketball this ain't football this ain't baseball those are games you play them you cannot play wrestling it's not a fucking game yeah this is some serious shit. Like, you're going out there, literally putting out blood, sweat, and tears, and the best person don't always win. The person who's most deserving don't always win. You can be kicking some dude's ass who's not on your level, who ain't worked as hard as you, and you can get headlocked or thrown and pinned. Oh, man. You've seen it. Seen it at the highest level. And then that dude's jumping around, and you're just like, and it's all over. Oh man, it's all over. Yeah, man, I've I've definitely lost to uh, a dude who had armed me mm-hmm. and got up on points, and I just I couldn't recover. Same, same. same. <laughs> I, I never. Fuck. Oh, bro. So my junior. And then the next match, I fucking went against Scott Penny, 
And I was fuck. I was. I was hella. I was. I, I was. You guys all, like one of my best friends. This is so I know, crazy. That's yeah. why I said that. Yeah. I know we talked about it, but yeah. that's why I was also funny because I was super pissed. I'm like, oh my god, I just fucking went against this guy, and now I have this tough match ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, don't, I love Scott. He's a good dude. He is. He, is, he, he really, really is, is bro. Um, I saw you guys at. at I, was, I know I took you out, soldier, but I saw you guys at that little girl's uh, lemonade stand. Oh yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. That <laughs> was my idea. I was like, hey, let's funny. do this. Yeah. He wanted to do it at first. That's funny. Oh. So I uh I was my junior in high school and we were wrestling a rival team and this team had uh, I don't wanna say that. They had this dude on their team. He was literally like the only black guy on the team. So it was like a predominantly white team. Then they had this dude on their team that was just like he was a black guy that felt like he had to act black. Oh really? So he was always walking around. I was like, dude, like bro, you go to this school, like stop it. Yeah, you know, it'd be cool. So anyway, uh, we knew it was gonna be a tight duel. Two of my teammates missed weight. Matter of fact, it's the two dudes below me. Oh wow! So I'm at 140. This guy's at 145, and my 30 and 135 both missed weight. My coach comes to me. He's like, uh, in every duel except for the one against this terrible team, uh, we need you to bump up because we won't win. And coincidentally. The dude uh, for that team that we didn't like, he was state ranked, and the other team they coincidentally both guys at forty five that I would have bumped to the wrestle were state ranked guys. Oh, yeah. I was state ranked as well, but in a lower weight, and I was just and they were big too, bro. And I was just like, man, all right, whatever. So I beat the other guy. So last match, I'm wrestling this guy and I'm beating him. So you wrestled two matches in a duel? No, 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 no. I. Two different duels. Okay. Two different duels. So same tournament was it like? A it was it was a it was a quad. So like you wrestle three Got different it. teams a day. So Got it. Okay. First team is terrible. I wrestle my weight. I don't have to bump up. Pin dude in like ten seconds. Next match, state ranked guy. Uh, I had to bump up. Beat that guy. We beat that team by one. Mm. Okay. It was a close match. Like I beat him in overtime. Uh, last duel, I got to beat this guy or we won't win. I'm winning, and I'm actually dominating, but. In wrestling, if I take you down and you get up, I'm only up by one. Right. So I took him down, I think it was like three or four times, and I think I was up eight to five in the third period. Okay. So he chose down at one point and got up. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> so it's like eight to five. I'm up by three. And I'm like, the only way he could beat me is if he throws me a pin, he's got a good headlock too. So he's trying to tie with me. I'm like, nope, nope, just stand away, stand away, stand away. And he rushed me, and he just just threw it from hell, dude. Threw me in the headlock, caught me on my back, got the five count, and then like I get off my back, and there's like ten seconds left, and I'm losing by one because I get to escape. Mm -hmm. And this literally starts running across like around the mat. They didn't give him a stalling? Or a they hit him for stalling. But it was still not enough time. Yeah, like, the only way I would have got a point is if, like, I took a shot and then he ran off the like mat. He actually ran. Yeah, then they would have hit Flynn. And I was like, you should have hit him for Flynn. Anyway, this motherfucker just turned around. Yeah. But, dude, he got it. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, <clears throat> I'm looking at him like, bro, you was losing. You got lucky. And I'm smaller than you. Like, don't be yeah. acting like you just won state. Man, that happens. <coughs> that totally happens. Yeah. That happened to me it at sucked. Nogi Worlds this I've last year. I've never forgotten about that. Yeah. I, that happened to me at Nogi Worlds this <coughs> last year. This dude got up on points, 
And then he just proceeded to, to just, stall. just stall and just back up, and I couldn't get it. Couldn't get her done. But those heartaches are important. Yeah. Learning those learn lessons, from, yeah. that makes you oh, I definitely more prepared for life. Because let's just be honest, life is not easy. No, it's not. No. Especially from people who don't come from, you know, solid backgrounds, like mm. families with a tradition of, like, passing stuff on. Yeah. Yeah. Which totally jump on something else. Life insurance is very important. Life insurance is important. Yeah. I think that's a life hack that a lot of people in our community don't really understand. Having insurance on your life? Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, your grandma has life insurance. She passes away. She's leaving like 500 grand to your parents. Your parents got that 500 grand. I mean, they got you, your brother, your sister, y'all set. That's a house here, a house there. That's college tuition here. That's this, that's that. Yeah. You know, uh, just generational wealth that's being passed down. Yeah. You know, you'd be surprised. I think that's that's a lot of America. Rural America, too. Because here's the thing. I grew up in Potosi, Missouri. And that's like backwoods, Missouri, buddy. And I, my grandma, when she passed away, I don't think she left anything to anybody. Yeah. I don't even know if my mom has life insurance. I don't know. I know. I got it. You got it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. My point is, yeah, man, a lot of people don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, it's just like we, don't know. a lot of lower income yeah. people like don't realize, you know, you could set up the next generation by just taking out a policy. Yeah, I know. That ain't that expensive. But that's a monthly bill, bro. Yeah, but, dude, life insurance, if you get it young, ain't that expensive. No, but then you got to pay for a long time. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Till you die. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it, though. Yeah, shit, in our community, you might die young, so. Oh, shit, shit dude. Yeah, you, you work in an interesting system in that, man, school – I, I look at school differently now that I'm older. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I heard somebody say it. Uh, it's just it's it. They're just state funded. Um, um, Babysitters. No, like indoctrination centers. <laughs> Essentially, kind of what it is. I mean, who who develops the curriculum and says this is the standardized, like this is the test and this is what's being learned and all that shit. Oh, the state. Exactly, bro. Exactly, and we've already we've already discussed that. It tells what we can and can't teach. Well, a lot of the things that we're teaching isn't even important. Why why aren't we teaching kids how to do taxes and and you know why how to are invest? We, or away, uh, we don't teach things like farming. We used to teach seriously. Like there was once upon a time where almost everybody had gardens at home. Everybody, and w- what if there's a? We're already talking about supply food issue, like supply chain issues with I the food. Th- I think there should be more job core training. Job core training, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like. Not to cut you off. I feel like by your sophomore year, you know whether or not you want to go to college, the military. I think going into your junior year, <clears throat> you should be like on a course of like, okay, I plan on going to college. I plan on going to the military. Or I plan on going to a job train. And that should be an option. Okay, like you're not going to be taking introduction to bullshit uh, your junior year. You're going into welding and this and that and blah, 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 mm-hmm. because you're going to a trade school right after this. Yeah. You know, but I feel like. That is something to help keep certain communities oppressed. You know, because you start doing at regular public schools, these people start going and <clears throat> getting like certifications, making good money in industries, and bringing that money back to their community, building that community up. All of a sudden, that community is not state funded. 
they're not on welfare, they don't need you, you can't control them. Yeah. You know, it, it all trickles down. I look know. at I look at that as just everybody. Yeah. I really do. No, what, what, that's, <clears throat> that's why I didn't say race. No, I said communities. Communities, yeah. yeah that's like what, it's, that's it's certain communities. Like, yeah. hey, we need to keep y'all down there. Yeah. And if you guys started getting these jobs making, because to be honest, there are a lot of like trade jobs that make more than people who have master's degrees. Oh, my goodness. You'll you know? make so much money in the trades. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. No, I say everybody. I think communities is probably a good way to put it because if you go to some of these these definitely more fluent areas, I mean, but the, even then, I just I just look at it as, I don't know, yeah, I'm just looking at school way different where we, there is a stigma on going to trade schools. I don't know why. I think we should be pushing. I mean, the the trades, getting, getting a like skill. I push more. Getting a skill, you know, like learning how to do carpentry or plumbing or welding or any of those things. What the fuck? Why don't we do more of that? And a lot of, a lot of people would be way better off if they did that. And it's, it would help America. But I don't think that – I don't think – the idea is to really create a strong population of independent people at any level. No. They they kind of going backwards. I think they want us to be more dependent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. But school's interesting in that you know when you're when you're young and you just feel that time is running out and you kind of have to make a decision. Like what I mean is I feel like a lot of young people they feel like oh man i need i need to figure out what i'm going to be doing with my life i need to get a job or i need to go to school or i need to make this decision and for example if you don't go to school or yeah like if you don't go to go to school and you just go get a job you usually feel like you're behind in life like you're yeah. like oh man i'm a loser you're seeing everybody on facebook yeah. over in university of Whatever, yeah, you yeah. feel like you're behind. You feel like, oh my God, life is is terrible, or like you're running out of time. Like you don't ha- like, what am I gonna do? I need to make a decision. Fa- but you're meanwhile, you like you're just getting started in this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you have like you have a whole lot of life. In, but when you're like in your early twenties, you feel like you need to do everything now. You need to have it figured out now. Especially as a man, it, it, yeah. how much of that is coming from? school because i was thinking about this we put kids on an artificial progression meaning you go to kindergarten and then you go to first grade and you progress one two all the way to 12 so you feel like every year you're progressing it's a step this is an accomplishment this is a progression forward i'm moving at a regular rate at a timeline forward and then all of a sudden there's no more steps forward. It's just you're in life. Unless you come over here, EJ, you can come to University of Missouri, and you got four more steps, and then you get this degree. And if you want advanced degrees, you can take another step, and then you can get another And then you feel like you're progressing, and you're taking these steps, but really a lot of those people taking steps are actually getting buried in fucking debt, yeah. right? You're actually getting buried, really, with what you're doing. And But these other people who if you don't take those steps, you're like, man, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And so the question is, it's like, man, are we putting this weird thing in people's heads early on where by the time they get to this part where you have to get into life, you have a a skewed idea of what it actually means to live and progress in life? I think... um This episode is brought to you by Strange Donuts. Listen, if you're in the St. Louis area, 
you got to check them out. It doesn't matter which location you go to. There's four of them in the city. You can go to Creefcore, Maplewood, Kirkwood, or just across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. Doesn't matter which one you go to because the donuts are delicious at all of them. And let me tell you something. Every weekend, there's some sort of new flavor creation. You will be so stoked that you check these guys out. Hands down, one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Anytime I'm traveling, I got to find the best donuts in the city. And when you are in my city, St. Louis, you got to check out Strange Jonas. So, again, check them out. Let them know that we sent you. You don't get anything for telling them that we did send you, but they do know that you listened to the show and we got you in the store. So, go do yourself a favor and get you some Strange Donuts today. This episode is brought to you by Imposed Will. Go check us out at imposedwill.com. We have a full line of apparel. We just dropped our free flow shorts for all my jujitsu and active people out there if you're running or swimming or rolling jujitsu or fighting or anything in between you just want to wear a nice comfy pair of shorts that look cool you don't even have to be doing any of the other stuff you just want to look good come check us out imposedwill.com we are also hosting all of the goods and apparel for the show so if you want a coffee mug or a hoodie or something that says outside perspective on it you can get it there as well so one more time go check us out imposedwill.com the importance of education isn't what it used to be mm. because it used to be where the the best jobs you had to have a degree mm-hmm. you know if you want a job with benefits you know you either had to like not even with trade schools like to get into like uh, a good trade job you had to know somebody you had to be grandfathered in you know, you had to, you know, put in time working somewhere to, like, get hired on or whatever. But I feel like now there are so many jobs out there where you can make a good living and you don't even have to have a high school diploma. But they're still pushing education because education is a business. You know, these colleges are making money. Yeah. You know, and, you know, they got, you know, tuition is going up mainly because... Uh, enrollment's going down. You know, I don't know if you noticed that, but like college enrollment is going down like a lot. Yeah, the university model is failing. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I, what was I gonna say? The so as far as enrollment going, or like I think that uh, yeah, I think people have caught onto the scam a little bit. Yeah, it seems like they've. I mean. The cost of university has far outpaced inflation, right? You know, when the government got involved and they're saying, "Hey, we'll cover." the cost of school, then universities went crazy and they just fucking just started charging. Out the wazoo. Yeah, it's crazy. But what was, what was my main point, EJ? I don't know. Ah, God. My bad. No, you're fine. That's that's me. That's me. Uh, I'm over here complaining about the universities. You're saying, you know, like forcing education on kids. And- I'm not talking about forcing education on kids necessarily. I was just wondering, like, how does it feel to kind of – to, to be around all of these kids in that school setting. And then I, I kind of just went on a huge-ass rift on how... Well, I love being around kids. I'm, how, I'm, doing, you know, I'm doing what I always do. fucking them. up kids' heads. You know, uh, mentoring them, leading them, creating, I would say, positive minds. Yeah. Good human beings. Positive yeah. uh, citizens. and. Did you see? You said you saw yourself as a teacher as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just... I always felt like I went to lead people. Yeah. You know, uh... I didn't have a lot of leadership growing up. And then when I got it, I saw how it affected me. And I 
felt, you know, as a team captain, I could lead, uh, I could teach, you know, yeah. I could, you know, I could really connect with people. So I was like, hey, you know, I can do this. I might as well get paid for it. I like working with kids. I like giving back. I like helping people. Uh, I like motivating people. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was just. Yeah. Have you heard of Coach Wooden, John Wooden? Mm-mm. Bro, you've got to read this. I, I people, Listen. I've talked probably ad nauseum about this guy as of late. I just mm-hmm. finished his book. It's called Wooden on Leadership. He was the um, head basketball coach for the UCLA Bruins mm-hmm. for probably, I don't know, like 25 or 30 years or some shit, like long-ass time. Yes. Um, won, he won, I think, won 10 national championships, seven in a row, had four perfect seasons, um, you know, like uh, – uh, I think uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on his team, like mm-hmm. Bill Walton. Like he has had just a dynasty. Old school. Dynasty, yeah. Like mm-hmm. he was like through that time, just a dynasty <laughs> of a fucking team, right? Just one of the all-time greatest coaches. And one of the things that stuck out to me, um, his book is just fucking phenomenal. I think anybody who is a coach who leads anybody, whether it's a family or a business, I cannot recommend this book enough. But one of the things that stuck out to me. And at the end of every chapter, there's um, almost like a little essay that was written by like a former player. And time and time again, they all talked about it. He not one time ever talked about winning the entirety of his coaching career. Never once did he ever talk about winning. It was always just like do your best um, as long as as long as you're you know you're doing your best and you're you're going out there and you're giving everything that you have and you're performing like you know you can perform win or lose you'll come back in the locker room and you can hold your head high but they always fucking won mm-hmm. and it's just like teaching those things is you can you can change so many things as a coach yeah uh i like that philosophy i uh i don't really talk about winning a lot with my kids as well just because i feel like i don't want to put that added pressure on them like they're going in to compete yeah. They know the main objective is to win. Yeah. So I don't need to, like, you know, really put it on when they're thinking, oh, I'm winning for coach. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest things I tell my kids, like, from jump, like, soon as we in, like, the first day of practice, I got all these new kids, freshmen, first-year wrestlers, kids are returning. I always tell them, you're not doing this for me. I'm here for you. Like, I'm EJ Brooks. I'm – this, I'm that, All-American, National Champion, Pro Fighter, this and that, TV, magazines, all this. I've done all of that. Like, so everything that I've done is for me. Everything you do is for you. When you put that single on, you represent this town, you represent this team, and you go out there and you represent you. You're not wrestling for me. When you get your hand raised, I'm not going out there with you. Okay? When you go out there to wrestle your opponent, I'm not going out there with you. Yeah. I'm sitting in that chair trying to give you direction to help you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that win or loss is for you. Yeah. You know, that win or loss as a team is for the town, you know, for the team in the town. So, like, you're out there, you fight for you and your brothers. You know, and then my kids, they realize, they're like, you know, like, this dude makes sacrifices. He's here for us. Like, he's not living through it. Cause a lot of coaches live through these kids. Yeah. And, it, like, the kid loses, and he's all in. And I'm like, you know what? That shows him that this is about you and not him. You know, he yeah. lost this match, and you're mad because you feel like him losing embarrassed you. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like, dude, I be ready to fight other coaches. Really? Dude, because I love these kids so much. And, 
you know, they'll go out there, and if another coach says something, because a lot of times we coaching, and, like, we'll say stuff because we're tactically saying stuff to the other kid to get in his head. So I'll say stuff or whatever, but I'll try to keep it respectful. But sometimes, like, a coach will say something that I felt was, like, kind of disrespectful to my kid, and I'll just look up and like, dude, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> like, I'm a – I'm quietly known as that kind of confrontational coach in Illinois, but I don't think I'm confrontational. I just think I'm real. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, we, I feel like we live, like I'm jumping something up. I feel like we live in a time where people think they can say stuff without consequence, especially online, you yeah. know? And uh, I was telling my buddy this other day, I was like, people are calling me confrontational because I'm so upfront, honest, and real. Yeah. People are so fake these days that when you tell them the truth, especially about how you really feel, yeah, you being confrontational. Right. No, motherfucker. I'm just not hiding behind a lie or telling you what you want to hear because I'm afraid to tell you what I really want right. you to know Yeah. because I think it might upset you. I don't give a fuck about your feelings, especially if we're working together. If we're working towards a goal... And I'm feeling this way and you feeling that way. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if that's going to work. But if I tell him that it was his idea, it might hurt his feelings. And then we're going to end up there and it ain't going to work out. And I was feeling this way from the jump. No, motherfucker, I'm telling you. Like, I don't agree with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, there, there's no reason why we can't disagree, right? Yeah, you got to learn to be able- I would say I agree to disagree. Yeah. You know? You yeah. think this? I don't. Whatever. There was a time where, you know, it was – the the ability to disagree and debate was really valued, not so much. Yeah, now you're close-minded or uh, what, what do they call you? They always put uh, a phobe. You're something a phobe. Yeah, you're. You disagree with anything. You're you're something a phobe. Or an est. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like a yeah, yeah an est. Like like either you're you're sexist or you're yeah, racist right. or you're. I got what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Atheist antagonists and blah 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 and all that. Just labels. Nobody wants that. It's dude. It's hard to have conversations with people though, man. man. Nowadays, it's ridiculous. You have to have it in person. You know, you can't do it over over text of and any you got, sort. And you got to walk on eggshells even in person. Just like fill people out, especially people you don't know. Yeah. Like I, I something I've learned as I matured. I just I listen more. Yeah. Because I'll 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 let you speak more on a topic. And realize, ooh, see, I was feeling this way, and if I had said this, it would have offended you. Yeah. You know? Sometimes I'll start speaking, and then I'll be thinking, like, oh, I wonder, you know, I don't really know quite where your stances are. I wonder if you're offended right now. But on the same note, push back if you feel different. Yeah. Don't just sit there. You know, I think we should be able to have disagreements. It shouldn't be an issue. And, and, and I feel that way, like, because that's how I am. Mm-hmm. But I know, like I said, this is through age and maturity. Yeah. That not everybody thinks like I am. Nobody's as tough and as uh, comfortable with themselves as I am. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna say something outside of calling me the N word that's gonna offend me when it's your opinion. Right. Like you can say, "Oh, I think black people did so. I think people from this do that and blah blah." Okay, you think that? You don't know. You've heard. You were raised a certain way from that. Blah blah. All right. I'm glad you know you told me that. So now I know like what you come from and your way of thinking. Yeah. I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. I uh I don't think that uh for whatever reason I think that with the way social media has kind of conditioned people to communicate. Oh my goodness. Whenever whenever you're you're kind of faced with an opposing opinion, the initial reaction is just to to 
get angry, mm-hmm. right? It's just to get angry and to is to like write off. I'm always conflicted because it's, you know there's sometimes where you don't want to waste your energy, so you end up just saying nothing. But we've gotten to a point to where it seems that you can't continue to say nothing, or else things are only going to get worse. So you you have to say things, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, at a certain point, it's, it's it's a waste to say things to certain people. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. It really you you. It's really weird. You try to get people in a job, but there are some airheads out there. Well, people are also fanatical. You know, I'm, I've realized, man, that a lot of people they don't really want to think and they don't really want freedom they don't they truly don't see i default to freedom i really do always i don't give a fuck what you think or what you i freedom is where i default and i've had some conversations with some people and i I realized that especially after the more i've studied and kind of look at things now dude people they just they don't want freedom they just want the they want freedom from choice they want freedom from consequence they want freedom from having to actually say you know what i failed they don't they don't actually want to own up to any anything so what they would rather do is blame well they'd rather give up freedom for security they would rather to to give up the ability to actually try to make that choice yeah to make that choice for just a sure thing whether that sure thing is good or not Right, that they, makes a lot of sense. And people will do that, and and what I realize is that fanatics on both sides, on either side, it doesn't matter what a fanatic believes. You can never actually reason with a fanatic, and you'll never actually change their mind. You can only convert them. Those are dangerous people because they're they're they're, they're voluntary sheep. Yeah, well, they're the most extreme, right? And yeah. they're they're the the most prone to actually to do some shit. Yeah, when they, it comes they, to they, they they believe what they believe, they they follow radically. Yeah, and it's just like if you go against that, it's just like you're the enemy. They don't care what you're saying. Nope. It, it goes back you to the whole kneeling thing, like the kneeling thing, like when oh boy was taking a knee, Colin. Oh, he's taking Kaepernick. Knee. Okay, now I'm not even gonna say if I agreed or disagreed with him kneeling or or whatever. I'm definitely not gonna say I disagree with why he was kneeling. He was saying, "Hey, I'm taking a knee." Because of I want to bring awareness to police brutality and that blah, blah blah. Yeah. You know, he even said my friend who's a Marine told me to do this. He took a lot of steps yeah. to make sure that he wasn't yeah. being disrespectful. And all you heard people saying, "Well, my cousin's in the military. My cousin's in the Navy. My cousin's a Marine. My cousin's in the Air Force. This and that blah blah." And he's like, "Okay, I get that. You know, but this is why I'm doing it. Like I don't like. Okay, you didn't want to hear nothing he was saying. All right. Again, I'm not saying I agree with him taking a knee." But I'm I'm noticing and uh, you know shining light on the fact that you weren't even trying to hear this dude out. Yeah, there's you no know? nuance, right? Because what if he was? I guarantee you, if he said I was kneeling because of women's rights, he wouldn't have got the same uh, flag. No, no, without a doubt. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, there's with with a fanatic, there's no nuance. It's black and white. Right, it's it's mm-hmm. right or wrong. But here's the thing: the fanatic, uh, you can be on the opposite side. They are the exact same person. There's no difference other than they just were converted to a different ideology. Mm-hmm. And when you look at mass movements throughout history, the 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 mass movement that like wins, like look at the Nazis for example. You know where they got a lot of their numbers were from the Communist Party, because as they were winning, the fanatics on the other side, they just they just convert them. Right into their party, and then they're just they're just loyal soldiers because the fanatic 
they they're just converted. That's it. That for example, somebody who uh, you'll see um, you'll see like convicts or you'll see like drug users. You know, people who are just the far gone. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh man, I was completely strung out, and then I turned my life around, and then they'll they'll get into like religion, for example. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They'll get converted into something different. Just a new addiction. Or a new y- cult. Exactly. You just go from one extreme to the next. Or you'll become a fucking you'll become a fitness junkie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just get converted. That's it. You need a new addiction. It's a it's a fin- fix. It's just yeah. a way of looking at things. So those people cannot you cannot have a rational conversation with them. You can only convert them. It's 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 a weird thing. It's it's fucking wild. I look at all this thing, all these things way different. Because I, I was having a conversation with somebody, especially with this Roe v. Wade shit going on, and I don't get, I don't care what you believe. Like I really don't. But whenever you think that what you believe is the way everybody should operate, that's where we we differ. Because that's not freedom. That is not freedom. And I was trying to have a conversation with somebody because this is through – I don't ever get involved with, with shit like this on, on Messenger and shit. Mm-hmm. But I was messaging this person because, first of all, they keep they keep posting the most ridiculous things over and over and over on their stories. And they posted this one probably two or three days now, and it's like the third time I've seen it. And it's going through the list, and I'll just – it said – I believe I, said, I do believe in pro-choice. It's like the, the choice to abstain, the choice to use contraception, the choice to um, to adopt, or the choice to be a mother, but not the, the fifth choice of killing a baby. Hmm. So I'm just I, just – I just go in, and I'm just like, hey, man, it's so fucking annoying because it's like, first of all, it you're ignoring a lot of nuance, right? Because, for example, in Missouri, if somebody wants to get an abortion now, you can't. Not even for incest or rape. You're going to tell me that that's not a valuable reason? I don't understand. But that's neither here nor there. So, But I, I actually just went to a very simple thing that we could we could look at with numbers, which is the, the foster care system. So you say you want people to go to and just give up abortions. All right, well, there's currently, just in Missouri alone, 7,000 kids every year entering into the foster care system. There's 407,000 kids annually in the foster care system. Wow. What are we, so you, if, if you are talking about putting kids in the foster system, so what do you suggest we do with all those current kids in there? Because now you're talking about adding to that. That's just a fact. You're, there's downstream effects. You're going to add to that. My next question was, are you a fan of increasing welfare spending? That was my – because that's another – you have to increase welfare spending now. Ignored both of those and just went straight into, well, I'm, uh, so it's better just to kill a baby because they're not uh, born with a, gold, with a gold spoon in their mouth and they don't have a, 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 the wealth of – what the fuck are you – you can't even have a genuine conversation with me now because you're just telling me I want to kill – and then he and then he goes to say, so what should we do with all those? We should just kill all those kids. You're saying it's better just to kill those kids. Talking about the kids currently in the welfare system mm-hmm. or in the foster system. I'm like, dude, what do we do with those kids? I'll go. What do you suggest we do about the mental health issue of all these kids? Because not some kids do end up in good homes, but a lot of kids don't. A lot of kids also end up homeless. A lot of kids end up addicted, homeless. Uh, they get neglected and abused. Mm-hmm. Fucking, they get molested. They get trafficked. Yep. A lot of them get put into 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 homes. Not there's not like orphanages. Orphanages like people think, but there's group. There's boys and girls homes. There's fucking. There's these people who who buy houses and then just stuff kids in there for checks, and they just neglect these kids. So, 
it's not a perfect I've seen fucking, it all. It's not like everything you just said, I've seen personally. All those things yeah. are true, right? Yeah. It's not a good system. So there's a downstream effect here. So what are we going to do about those? So I just presented a very real problem to you, and all you want to do is tell me all I want to do is kill people. Yeah. You can't have a conversation with that person. You are fucking lunatic. Everything you said went in one ear and out the other, and all he wanted to hear was... You know what he wanted. Well, he was just like everyone on your side of the on your side of the aisle thinks this. I'm like, well, dude, we agree on a lot of things. Like during the whole masks and not wanting to get uh, vaccines and all that. We I agree with you, buddy. We're on the same page on a lot of things. I actually thought you were thinking pretty rational, but then now you sound like a fucking lunatic. I and I even said at one point, I go whether it's two A or it's this or it, it could be any of these things. I go. I default to freedom, man. 2A is my God-given right. God damn it. I have my fucking firearms. Hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> you, you can't. Hey. <laughs> she. You want to take my again, firearms? Again, again, you want to take my firearms? I don't believe in telling people how to think. Come on, bro. You know what I'm damn. saying? Or what they have to do. I, I do believe in options. Like, okay, you can do this or you can't. But if you don't do this, you can't do this. You, you get what I'm saying? It's just like... Like consequences for your... What, no, okay, let's ba- basically say it like this. Let's say... Unless those consequences go let, against let, freedom. That's the let's, problem. Let's go with... Let's go with... Okay, um, you got a concert. And they say, okay, this is a private event. Uh, only vaccinated people can be here. Yeah. Okay, it's a private event. Yeah. It's a concert. Jam-packed people. You don't want people in there unless they can prove they're vaccinated. Yeah. I don't think people who aren't vaccinated... Can't argue that because one, that's their shit. Yeah. They said this is who we want. We don't want certain people. How many times you been to a club? They say, hey, no plain white t-shirts. Yeah. No holes in your jeans. Yeah. You know, no tennis shoes. Nice shoes. Like this is your establishment. Yeah. This is how you want it. So that's what I mean. Like yeah. Basically, but that becomes have, a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know everything. You, you know because fine details because then when that. is it? Well, I don't want black people in my my establishment. Yeah. Then we go backwards. See, that's that's the weird thing, right? Because I do agree with that in that it's like it's a, it's capitalism. It's a free market in that if I, I will not go to a place that requires vaccines. I just won't do it. So I will not patronize a lot of – I don't know if there's any. I was, just, I was just using it as a random example. Well, there are places who, who did, and I don't know if they still do, but because mm-hmm. they did, I won't, I won't patronize them anymore mm-hmm. just on principle. Like I'm hard-headed like that. Mm-hmm. So, But, if you, but th- that's, I feel like that's everybody's choice to your point, yeah. right? But then it gets weird, right? Because if you do allow that, then where do we draw the line? Because everything has a slippery slope, and that's where it gets weird. I don't know what the answer is. No, we don't. You know what I also heard, um, and I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I heard that with this new bill passed in Missouri, you can't do anything that impedes the, I guess, the, the impregnation of an egg. I'm just say that like I heard that you can't be on birth control in Missouri, you can't have an IUD. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I would know. say looking at that. I, I, I heard will. from I heard from a nurse, and she sent me a link, and I'm pretty sure that's what what it said. And yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. See, I just don't agree with any of that. I and if think... that's true, to me, this was never about babies. No, this is about control. This is about control. It's always yeah. about control, yeah. right? And it, and it goes back to what I said about people being on welfare. People stop having kids out of wedlock, start, you know, not having to depend on the state because they got two or three babies, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's what this is about. Like, hey, you know. Cause, I thought they cause at least who, wanted less cause people, Because who, 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 who is this affecting? This is literally affecting 
the lower income community. Poor people, for yeah. sure, without a doubt. You know, because the rich people, like, okay, they're gonna so they're going to f- f- drive over or fly somewhere and get it done somewhere else. But oh, they're going to get it done. Yeah. They're going to get it done. And, and again, I just don't. I don't know about telling a woman what to do with her body. Now, I do think... I don't like telling anybody what I, to do with their body. My stance on abortion, I was always pro-choice because I feel like I can't tell a woman what to do with her body. Um, my mom had me at 14, mm-hmm. and they begged her to get an abortion. They begged her to give me up for adoption. Luckily, she chose not to. She and chose, chose otherwise. Yeah. yeah, without you know. But at the same time, like, I can understand if she chose that you know i'm glad she didn't because i right. wouldn't be here but like she was a 14 year old kid in foster care yeah you know who just had a baby by her foster brother <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying like that was a screwed up situation bro you know um but my thing is i've always felt like you know okay there's a limit yeah. like okay you know once you get past like a certain trimester. That was just. This is just my opinion. Yeah. Well, I'm not right. Yeah, but you've come from an interesting place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so just like, hey, you know, you know, like obviously, too far along is too fucking far along. Right. But she shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. But like early on, and like I said, I don't. I know think who... birth control should be free. And, yeah. And honestly, I think if you, I think if you're sexually active and you're not on birth control, you're an idiot. Yeah, see here's the thing though about birth control. Here mm. that's hormone therapy. I think we I think we don't take it serious enough. Mm. We're putting a lot of times even if they aren't sexually active because we're talking about regulating different things for girls, mm. we're putting them on hormone regulation, which is going to affect them their entire life. It'll affect the the men that they choose, it'll affect the way they develop, it can even uh, affect the type of cancers that they develop and how early and when. Mm. So, there's a lot of consequences that come with with birth, are you familiar with the T-shirt test that they did? The T-shirt experiment. They Mm-mm. took these women, and based on whether or not they were or were not on birth control, they had them. Um, well, they had them smell these T-shirts that guys would wear. But based on whether or not they were and on were, were or were not on birth control, it affected the type of man that they were attracted to. So it like it would genetically right we kind of have these these drivers that attract us to people mm-hmm. usually based off uh breeding right what are kind of what are your gen- yeah. your your genes kind of wanting right it's manipulated so in effect you could be attracted to somebody you're not even compatible to whatsoever because it is because hormone. of birth, because of birth control because you're on hormone therapy mm. so think about that how many girls are with these dudes who they're not even probably compatible with because they were falsely kind of attracted to them and then they get off birth control and after maybe having a kid or being pregnant and then they're like, I don't even fucking, I'm not even attracted to this guy. And it's because biology was just like, whoa, you fucked me up and now we're here. (laughs) So there's just, dude, there's a lot of things that happen, man, that we're just so short-sighted on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a little on the you line. Heard they developing a birth control for boys, right? You heard it? Yeah. See, all this shit, fucking with hormones and fucking with people. I don't know if I'm with it, man. I don't know if I'm with it, but 
<sighs> yeah, yeah either way, I just, I just default to freedom. I don't think we should be telling people what to do. I think that people are going to do what they're going to want to do. People are going to fuck up their consciousness. We're going to ch- we're gonna alter their consciousness through multiple drugs. People do it all the fucking time. People are going to pleasure themselves how they want to pleasure themselves. People are going to, you know what I'm saying? Like They're going to pop mushrooms. They're going to do yeah. things, man. This is what people do. So as long as we're doing it safely and they're not hurting other people, that's where I'm just like, man, let people fucking live, bro. Like, fuck who you want to fuck. You know, if you wanna, <laughs> if you wanna marry who you wanna marry, go marry it's, him. Dude, it's funny. If you, you wanna that. shoot some guns, or you know, it's it's just like we tell you you can do this thing, but you can't do this thing, and it's like, all right, well now we're gonna have consequences because you didn't do what I said what we should do, even though you're not hurting somebody. Like you know, we got millions of people, or I don't even know what the number is, but too many people sitting in jail right now because of drugs. Still, why are we doing that? That's yeah. crazy. You know, it's just, there's just a lot of things that, that aren't freedom. And I just, I don't, it just baffles me, man. It's just freedom. It just, that's it. Whether you like it or not, I don't need you to like it. Am I hurting you? No? Well, fuck off. Yeah, like you said, let people live. That's uh, it, man. Go collect rainwater. If you want to, go garden. I don't give a shit. Go snort a Latin Coke. I don't give a shit. <laughs> For real, bro. Nah. Do you. You know, it, it took me a long time to uh, really think like that. Again, I would say uh, maturing. Uh, I'll never forget going on with what you said, let people live. I was I was in college, like my senior year, and uh, there was this dude, had a wig on, rain boots, skirt, full goatee like me, just doing his thing. Doing him. And this was back when, like, all of this ain't normal. Like, a lot of people weren't out. A lot of people weren't. Homies have his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody was, like, living a life. Was living he in Columbia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I was so used to being around people who bashed at, made comments mm-hmm. that even though, like, I really didn't care for real, I was just so accustomed to the people I surrounded caring that it kind of made me say certain things. So anyway, I said something, and I was like, I basically was like, man, look at it. And I joked that person. Mm-hmm. And my boy, he was just like, man, let that man live. And it just hit me. It's like, yeah, he right. That dude ain't hurting me. Nope. That dude is living his true self. He's happy. He's this man. Like, what he's doing is not affecting me. No. You know? No. Like, why should I be judging him? Right. Like, think about how many times somebody has saw you. Just for being who you are and said, I don't even like him for no good reason. And that's what you're doing to this guy. And I was just like, damn, my friend just like taught me some shit. And I, I felt myself grow as a person right there in that club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just insecurity as a person, yeah. right? Like you felt like in that moment that you had to say something. Because if you didn't say something, then Ooh. someone might think something. Because uh. now you're accepting it. No, I would. I, I wouldn't say that. They I don't would, think you, I, I get. I get that. I don't think, I think you consciously think, went through all those I thoughts. Think, I think. I think it was more of like. I thought it was cool to say something because everybody that I hung around with would have said something. Would have said something, and so because I didn't say something, like I'm not cool for saying something. Like I said, yeah, he let me know, motherfucker. That ain't cool, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know. okay, yeah. So you probably put in better words, but you're like, you're not cool if you didn't say something. You had to feel cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, my, my boy, he was like, he showed me that, one, that comment that I made 
wasn't me. Mm. Those other people. It was some other people. Like, so I'm not, he was saying like, it's cool to be yourself. EJ, you don't give a fuck about what he's doing over there. Because what he's doing don't affect you. Yeah. So stop trying to be like them dudes that you're around all the time. Yeah. You know. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, like, I don't even like those dudes. Basically, I'm going to say it was my teammates. Yeah. So I used to hang out with a bunch of dudes who weren't like me. Yeah. Who used to be judgmental and say certain things. And I would find myself, like, I guess, subconsciously behaving like them because I'm around them so much. 100%. And then when I was around people like me, you know what I'm saying, you know, they would, you know, they'd be like, hey, man, yeah. you tripping. You acting like this. Are you doing this? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. Like, you know, yeah. and I could let my guard down. I could just be relaxed. And yeah. yeah it's, but, you know, That's, I was young and I was learning. I was learning to be the man that I eventually became by 30. Yeah. You know, I think that's the, probably the path a lot of us walk. Yeah. We're all insecure young people trying to figure out who we are. Who we are. That's what I'm noticing. What works. Yeah. That's what I'm noticing the most with my kids right now. They're trying to, a lot of times, they'll say, I'm not the type of person that. They're trying to define themselves right now. They're trying to figure out who and, they and, are. And, and, I did that, dude. One day when I was a kid, being mixed, mm-hmm. dude. Sometimes I come in, I dress super preppy. Sometimes I come in, tall tees, fucking. I got you. All, oh, trust me, I know. You know, you just, you just, you're just trying to figure the fuck out, like who you are and where you fit in. And man, eighteen to twenty-five is the hardest time in your life. Because your brain is not fully developed yet. It's usually around 25, 26, 27. Things start Especially becoming. Especially for men. Well, for everybody. Just like physiologically, your brain, your frontal yeah. cortex isn't fully developed yet. So. I just feel like this world is harder on men. Yeah, I think that time yeah. is more dangerous for men. Yeah. Because you're the most volatile and that's the that's most likely. That's when a lot of guys commit suicide and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, that's the most time you're going to get probably super depressed or lost or do something very dangerous. You, see, I mean, that's when you're physically off the fucking charts. And yeah. a lot of young men, are. that's the most probably dangerous group of humans walking around the planet Earth right now. Because, like, think about this. And you know I'm not lying when I say this. A woman can literally live with her parents until she's 25. And nobody will say shit. If a dude is 25 years old and he's living with his parents, most women will feel like he ain't shit. Yeah. And maybe you think maybe that's more of our generation thing and, and it's maybe changing with these younger generations. I think a lot of people live at home. Well, still. I mean, more now. This, than whole, ever. this whole dating, I'm so glad I'm out the fucking pool. It's weird. It's dude. weird, bro. It's like. Now we finna jump to something else. Like I was telling my boy the other day, his son's like nineteen, and his girl broke up with him because she didn't want to get rid of her OnlyFans. I'm like, you're in a uh, an yeah. era right now where most girls you meet have some kind of like income coming through sex work, and you have to be okay with that. But do most girls really, or just most of the girls you're gonna meet in that type of way? Like maybe the girls that aren't doing that, you're just not going to be able to meet. I'm, I'm talking to a lot of young. I, Is it really dude. a lot of them? <laughs> it's re- oh shit. Really? Okay, not the school I'm working at now. Okay, I was working at a school. Okay, and one of my wrestlers, I came into the wrestling room, and uh, my wrestlers were sitting in a group, and they were all looking at something on the phone. And I'm like, what y'all looking at? They was like, such and such just dropped her new nudes. Such and such. Yeah. And I'm like, 
ain't such and such like the Valley Victorian? They was like, yeah. And she's currently in school? Yeah. And I was like, and this was a while ago. So I was like, uh, so that just tells you where we're at now. Because this was almost like, almost, I'm not going to say how long ago because I don't want to say what school I was yeah, working at. No, that's fine. So uh, I was like, but she's, you know, you know, somebody up. They was like, coach, all girls have like albums. And I was like, so you mean tell me that most of the girls in the school purposely put out their nude albums and even the lamest, ugliest dude in the school can have their shit and they know it. They was like, yeah. They're like, they, they're like trading cards. Like they want to be known for having the best ass, the best shot of this and that. And I'm like, wow, this is what we're going to? What, dude? Yeah. When the, val- the the most respected girl in the school is okay with the lamest guy in the building having pictures of her and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is crazy. I couldn't have grew up in this generation. And that was so long ago. So now, like I said, we're in a situation where like yeah, but how many these gr- girls are saying, I can't wait to get 18 so I can start my OnlyFans. But how many of those girls are saying? And so- I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm just saying that like that's like you tell some 18-year-old girl who could make, let's say, a minimum of 50 grand in yeah. a year from having an OnlyFans that yeah do you i guess that hey like you need to cut that off it's i like you i'm 19 let's build a life together i need you to get off only fans because i don't want nobody else seeing you well here's the problem none of those people should be trying to settle down and build a life together this right. is this is but what even people still, fuck up. but even still like would you would you want your girl no here's the thing and like that's yeah, short-sighted I, yeah. all those young women are, are going to regret that later on not all but a lot a probably lot of them, will yeah. for sure i mean that's out there forever but here's the thing I mean, Mia yeah, Khalifa. Look at look how she, Lana Rhodes. Like, yeah, these I mean, are that's a adult lot. stars that's, that I that's follow. A, yeah, that's a lot of money, you know, for a young person. I mean, do you, boo boo? You want to make your but, money? You know. Yeah. But you know, it's just like I said. I I I would not want to be in this dating pool now, man, because no. these women are about their bag. You yeah. know, they they are proud of their bodies and proud to show what they got. But I do believe later on, you know, a lot of them will be like, you're ki- like, like Kim Kardashian, because um, I don't watch her show, but I saw a clip where she was upset because someone at school showed her kid. Yeah, the her shit. Se- her yeah. Sex and I'm just like, Kanye, you never thought. Kanye had to go up there and handle that shit. Yeah, you never thought your kids was going to see this. Like, you have, Short-sighted. like, you got to think about this. You have an OnlyFans. And let's say you already got kids. In about 15 years, your kids might be able to type you up and see you doing whatever. Yeah. If that doesn't, like, yeah. freak you out like but or also, worry you, I, I don't. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. But if you got a hot rack, use it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild times. But also, a part of me is like, man, that's super short-sighted. You should never do that. I mean, who's really going to? But on, on the other hand, it's like, who gives a shit? We're yeah. all we're all here temporarily. Think about think, I, think I about think, think about all the porn throughout all the years. <clears throat> Is anybody going back looking for that porn from two thousand? Nope. It's, just, it's in the wash. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Is anybody going back to the seventies looking for the some lady who was doing porn in her seventies mm-hmm. in the seventies, you think anybody gives a shit about her? Nope. In ten years, if you did porn today, in ten years, there's gonna be so much more porn that's made. No one's even gonna give a shit about it. And if you yeah. do, who cares? 
You're probably right. I mean, I hope <laughs> no, you're but right. I get I'm it. Sure. I get it. I wouldn't yeah. want to do that either, dude. You're right. I think that's very short sighted because yeah, you don't want your kids to see that shit. You really don't. But on the same note, when you're in your 20s, you shouldn't be dating anyway. How many people get in these relationships in their early 20s and then they think it's going to work out and they're like, oh, man, we were so in love. And then you kind of phase to that later half of your 20s. You start thinking differently. You start realizing what your values are, what you really want. And then you realize it's not what this other person wants. And then they go separate ways. Dude, uh, back in with uh, uh, me telling you about me uh, just realizing like I shouldn't have said what I said when I was in the club 23 yeah. senior in college you know I grew so much basically from I would say 18 to 30 because I really saw a huge change in me mentally at 30 you know like something just clicked a oh. lot of stuff stuff I didn't like I liked certain things that I was doing I was like oh I shouldn't be doing this I, I, my whole way of thinking changed yeah and I'm just realizing like dude from, I would say, 18 to at least 28. That's a 10-year span. I met a lot of women. Yeah. Had a lot of interactions with women, okay? Whether they were serious, long-term, short-term, five minutes, whatever. And I was like, dude, I wasn't shit. You know, like, I'm a nice guy. I'm a great guy. I'm better than most. But if you met me from 18 to at least 28... I wasted your motherfucker. I'm gonna say I wasted your time because I can assure you, it was a learning lesson. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like there were definitely some good times. Yeah, that you had with me, but it was like if you were looking for something serious with me, yeah, I wasn't that guy. No, because the same. Because to be honest, I wasn't the man I needed to be for a good woman. You know what I'm saying? Like I was a good guy. I was a good guy to date. Good guy to have fun with. If you wanted something hot, short, and fun. It was me. If you were looking for long term, and I didn't know that, which was made me dangerous, because I was meeting women who were looking and capable of having a solid long term relationship, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. You know, not realize I'm not ready for this. Yeah, she like, is, but I'm not. Yeah. Like how many good ones? I think did I wasted. I think I wasted. <sighs> Off the top of my head, just just randomly thinking. I mean, you could, you could think of some, right? I mean, there's there's plenty where. That, I'm you know what? I'm not even gonna do college. I'm gonna go post college. I'm gonna go post college. That way, I don't hurt nobody's feelings. Uh, at least three solid women's like time. Yeah, like, where you're like, man, like you are gonna be an amazing wife. Yeah, but I'm not, not the for guy. me. Not the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it happens, dude. Yeah. That shit uh, happens. Like I had, there was one girl that I dated right after college. Um, she lived in California. She wanted me to move out there. She was like, I'm going to take care of you. You know, you can go to grad school, uh, work on this MMA thing. I got us. It's that, blah, blah. Great. Like, good looking girl. Had a career. Was all about me. Like, it was, how can I better EJ? Like, EJ needs to get his master's. EJ needs to pursue this pro MMA career. Like, EJ needs a new car. He needs it. Like, anything he needs, I'm going to help him get that because I'm set and I want to build this with him because I love him so much. And I was just like, she wants a future with me and I don't even know what the fuck I want. Mm. Like, she's thinking years down ahead, white picket fence, kids, this and that. And I'm just like, 
I ain't gonna be ready for that then. She's ready for that now. So she needs to find somebody who's also ready for that now. Right now, I'm wasting her time. I'm this good-looking, shiny toy that she's having fun with, that she's planning on spending the next rest of her life with. And I'm just like, nah, bro. And I remember I was just like, I had to end it. And it sucked because I knew I hurt her ending it. But I also knew it was the right thing because it only would have hurt worse putting more years into that relationship and then doing something that would have really crushed her, you know. Yeah, timing matters. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely ended some relationships for the better. And and, it, and it's never easy. You know, you're always the bad guy, you know. So We're all yeah. the bad guy in someone's yeah. story. Yeah, I think you're the bad guy in everybody's story but yours. You think? Yeah. Well, you're at least you're at least the uh, you know you're just a supporting role at the very least. Yeah. You know, does that ever make you think about um, the amount of blind spots you could possibly have? You know, like you you look back, you're like, man, I was viewing life and situations in such a way that was completely off base of reality. Bro. And Bro. but do you ever do you ever try to apply that, that to now? It's like it's like what what am I missing right crazy now? Crazy, you say that. I was just having this thought the other night. I was eating some special candy. So I was sitting just up watching YouTube, thinking about certain some stuff. Thoughts, huh? Just in my head, and I was like, that situation when I was 21 really wasn't what I thought it was. Like, I thought this was my relationship with this person, this friend, this girl, this, that, and blah. And that totally wasn't what it was. Dude. Look at, because, like, what you learn. Being in that situation again and realizing, like, oh, I was in this situation this time, and I know this isn't what it was. Oh, shit, that might not have been what it was. And then you realize it wasn't. Right. But you thought it was. You were delusional and thinking that this is how this really was. And your brain wants, your brain will always make everything out to be better in your benefit. Like, you will remember trauma. Like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, people have trauma. And your brain will help you cope with it. Yeah, we try to rationalize things. Yeah, like rationalize yeah, it and make it meaning like yeah, like yeah. okay, like this happened, this is why it happened, and it wasn't that bad. And in reality, it's it's not. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, we will do. <laughs> you know, the worst thing that happens to you is like the worst thing that happens to you. So it's kind of like you can never really compare people's traumas. But on the same note, you'll you'll look back in your life and you'll be like. Like, what do you mean? You, everybody didn't have this fucked up situation <laughs> happen to him? And it's like, no, bro. Like, that was really bad. And you're like, oh, shit. I just had a very traumatic thing shape the re- like this whole thing in my life. And I didn't even know it until I just brought it up. <laughs> like, like that, you, you, like, you realize that when you start talking to people that don't come from stuff that you come from. Yeah, because you just think that the way you think or the way life was for you is how everybody and then you just start realizing, like, that experience is subjective. It really is. Uh, <clears throat> when I was at that school, I was at um, being one of the only black guys on the team. I remember buying a car and then giving my little brother my old car. Yeah. So I got my refund check, went and dropped 4500 on a new car that I needed. Uh, actually, I didn't need a new car. My brother did. Yeah. So I had a 95 Beretta that ran great. Uh, I'm dating myself. Like, so anyway, um, <laughs> he's like, oh, my car broke down, blah, blah, blah. You know what? 
I'm going to use my refund check and I'm going to go get me a new car. Then I'm going to give you this car. So gave my brother my drove back home, gave my brother my car. Um, I'm pulling up to the arena where we train at and two of my teammates are outside. They see me pull up in my new car. Like, yo, bro, your uh, parents got you a new car? I was like, no, nah, I just bought that. And dude was like, you bought your own car? I was like, yeah, I used my refund check. He was like, why didn't your parents buy it? I was like, first of all, bro, my parents ain't together. Yeah. I was like, second, because I'm a grown-ass man, 21 years old, like, I'm, I'm good, bro. He's like, no, nah, that's not fair, bro. Like, your parents shouldn't make you have to buy your own car. You know, your, your mom should got your car. I'm like, bro, you don't know what my home life like. My yeah. mom at home with, like, four or five kids. She's still raising. You know, like, most of the time I get my refund check, I'm sending it back home because my bill's paid. I'm good. You know, I'm getting paid for meals, my rent being paid, my utilities getting paid, by the school and scholarship and stuff like that. I'm like, only bill I really got is a cell phone bill. You know what I mean? So, like, when I get this extra money, I'm like, hey, mom, what you need? And I'm I'm sending it back. But we had different life experience. Mm-hmm. You come from a culture where you got two parents who are paying for your school, yeah, buying you a car, giving you, and I'm not knocking that. But I could tell you do not understand what I come from. Like yeah. he, he could not wrap his head around the idea that my parents weren't in a position to help me with anything. Right. And that I wasn't upset about it. Cause I was just like, whatever, man, like I'm good. Like I'm grinding, you yeah. know, like I'm, I'm my own man and I'm not holding it against my parents that they not in a position to help me when I need it. Yeah. You know, I'm doing all this so I can actually be in a position to help them. How many of those kids grow up and still think that way? Most of them. It seems like there's. They don't a, learn. It, it seems as if there are quite a few people in the world who. There are, a lot of people are fucking entitled. They feel entitled. Mm-hmm. Every, everything should just be easy. Or, but also, there's just there seems to be such a lack of perspective. You know what's the worst about those type of people? They actually resent people like us. They resent people who come from nothing and achieve as much or more than them because they don't feel that they could have done it without the help they got. That That's that's how I view it. I'm like, you got this, you got this kind of support system, and you look at me and you say, he don't come from I come from. I'm better than him, but we're on the same level. We're on the same level because you've been given everything you've gotten, and I had to work for everything I got, and we right here. And if everybody took all our shit away, and you didn't have your support system, and we started over from scratch, you don't think you can get where we at right now, but you know I can't because you saw me do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the question is in the long term, I always think in like the business sense, mm-hmm. like, okay, like if somebody kind of, you know, they had all the resources to help them get a business and like, you know, you had to hustle and grind and build the business and now you guys are kind of like at similar levels in business. In the long term, that person who had to work harder, and grind and learn all those hard lessons. Mm-hmm. They're gonna win in the end. Yeah. Because because at, at some point, inevitably, life is gonna get really hard. Whether it's a lockdown or it's something you gotta adapt. And, yeah. And if you haven't gone through those lessons, then you don't know how to pivot. You don't know how to be resourceful. You don't know how to actually win. And those people always fail in the end. Not always, especially when you have enough money. But Most a lot of time, yeah, man. Yeah, I look especially in the business sense. I think of. That's kind of how I look at it. It's like, man, those those motherfuckers, they don't have the reps. No. They're going to lose. They're going to lose in the end. That's... I know, dude. People are wild, man. 
People are wild. Times are ti- times are strange. Times are strange. We're getting old, EJ. I know, man. How much longer are you going to keep fighting, bro? Shit. <sighs> well, I told myself probably another two years. You're crazy. You don't yeah. even need to do it. It's, it's a want. I know it's a want. <coughs> yeah. I know. <coughs> as soon as I lose that drive. It's weird uh, to me that you still have it. Uh, I like competing. Yeah, I know. That, that's, that's all it is. I like competing. Uh, and I think the only reason why I'm even starting to lose a little bit of the drive is because I got kids. Yeah. And it's, I love my kids, bro. It's just like, I got these two little babies. And it's hard for me to leave To not work be around them. And not be around them. Mm-hmm. It's like, shit, if I leave work, go straight to the gym, train, come home, it's time for bed for them. They go to bed and I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, you know, I, my main goal in life Regardless of my accomplishments, All-American, national champion, All-State, you know, pro fighter, blah, blah, My biggest goal in life was to be the best father ever. Yeah. Why? Because I didn't grow up with that. I mean, me and my dad have a good relationship now, but I wasn't allowed to meet my dad until I was damn near an adult, you know. So I've always wanted to break that stigma about black men being absent fathers. So my goal is to raise two outstanding human beings that are successful in life and they're good people. So it's like, all right, I've done so much. I've been EJ Brooks, the athlete, since I was 11 years old, you know, mm-hmm. 36, right? So it's like my next chapter is like, what am I going to do with these kids? How successful can I be as a father? Like, how can I raise my daughter to be a great woman? How can I raise my son to be a great man? And, and I'm really looking forward to that. Like, I'm looking forward to going to soccer games, baseball games, family trips and stuff like that. Like, being a dad. Yeah. You know, like, that's exciting to me. You know, so, like, right now, honestly, tell you the truth, if I wasn't in expensive grad school right now, I probably wouldn't be fighting. I'd probably just be doing jujitsu. But it's just like, you know what? Try to get some easy checks. Yeah, I'm checks. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I get it. Yeah, because, man, I just think of just everything that goes into doing the thing. And realistically, I mean, what are you, what are you able to dedicate, like, what, like, like two months a year to fighting? Basically. <laughs> I got about, like, four months at that. Month. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the fuck, bro? Come in, get in shape. Make some calls, like all right, step yeah, in there. Yeah, I mean the beauty is you've been, you've been, you know how to fight. Yeah. You've been fighting for so long. It's not like you have to learn how to fight, yeah. right? Just gotta get in shape. You just have to be in shape so you can go do the thing. Mm-hmm. But it's just you know, I get, trust me, I'm almost done. You know, I I'm almost done, man. You put luckily, dude, you you do a very good job of um, staying out of harm's way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, I've only been hurt twice. Yeah, man, ever. but like you know, you've never you've never been the type of wrestler who forces the wrestling. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of wrestlers they don't like to stand. Yeah. You try to force. Yeah, I learn how to fight. Yeah, like yeah. you're you're like you're cool. Like oh man, you're sorry. I'll sit here and stay just out of range, and we'll kind of trade here a little bit. And it's like you're not trying to necessarily beat them up on the feet, but you're like, all right, we're gonna get these exchanges, and then when it gets to time, like I'm gonna. Take you down, I'm gonna man. slam you, like take you down and do mm-hmm. the thing, but like you're not forcing it, right? So you're comfortable on your feet, which makes it to where you don't take unnecessary damage or put yourself in bad situations, man. which is why you're still able to, you know, to do it. But it's like, fuck, dude. I think about those leg kicks. I don't want to get leg kicked. 
I don't want to get a leg kick, bro. You eat four or five leg kicks, and then after the fight, you're fucking limping. It hurts. Or you, you land a couple, and then maybe you hit an elbow or catch a knee. Or I'm pretty good at checking. I would say. A check will hurt you, yeah, too. <laughs> if you don't do it right, yeah. Dude. What, what I hate most. body. Fight. Honestly, the only thing I hate with fighting, not even a fight, is just the weight cut. Yeah. It, it, that's the shit I'm tired of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of it, bro. You fight 215 now, bro. Yeah, right. You might as well. Shit. Uh-huh. Some big dudes, huh? Mm-hmm. You just need to quit going to Russia. Oh yeah, not happening. Yeah, no, I'm not doing fight that. just here in America. You should try to get on one of these. Uh, they probably won't pay you enough. That's a problem. But you should try to get on one of these fight hards that Zach Cummings is doing. I think he did one in Kansas, <clears throat> and he's doing one down in Springfield. Mm. Yeah, he is. Isn't he working with Jared though? I thought he was working with Jared with that. Um, I don't know if Jared has anything to do with that. Yeah, I haven't fought locally, and actually, the last one was on when it was Fight Me. Yeah. That's the last time I had a fight in St. Louis. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was man. over 10 years ago. Try to get on one of those. Then you don't got to go anywhere. To be honest, be I probably easier. would. I'd probably hit up uh, Shamrock for my retirement fight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, you'll sell that out. Probably. You know. So probably in a couple of years, I'm done. Be like, hey, you know. You know why not? Yeah. Yeah. Be easier than traveling halfway around the fucking yeah. world. Well, I'd want all friends and family to be there. Yeah. So it was like go to the the biggest promotion in St. Louis and be like, hey. I'll do that for the last two fights. Nah, just no. my last one. Just my last one. <laughs> just the last just one? The last one. Yeah. I'm just saying, bro. Why you want to go all over the world? Well, I know they're not going to pay me much. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like. But your ticket sales, you'll crush the ticket sales, and that's where you'll make up the difference. You're not getting any ticket sales anywhere you go. No. I ain't worried about all that. Yeah. But I like traveling. Yeah, you know, so it's less, uh, it's less to worry about. Yeah, Just less to worry do, about. Go do the thing. You know, you gonna fly me to Argentina, Canada, excuse me, Italy, Australia. Yeah, like all places I've been. You know, I'm just like right right now. I'm talking to uh, this organization overseas because I want to fight in Africa. So I'm hoping I get a, a fight over in one of those African countries. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So another place to go. Man, cutting weight, traveling. That's, that's got to be tough. It is. On the road. Oh, I'm going to fight up. You're going to fight up? Yeah. The, the good thing is, as long as I'm not fighting a Russian, when you travel overseas, they're not as skilled. Yeah. You know, so you can fight a heavier guy. Cause I'm just going to go take him down. So I go to one of these African countries. If it's somebody who's native of one of those countries, he ain't going to have my wrestling. No. You know, he's going to be tough. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. probably strong. Probably. But I'm just going to take them down. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to get paid good. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, so. Yeah. Not a bad move. No. Collect some checks. I hope it, yeah. I made more money overseas than I ever did here. Really? Yeah. Man, that was one thing I never did was travel and fight. It's, uh. That was like my main motivation. Yeah, it was like like one of my main motivations, and it was just kind of the thing that just... I did get offered to go to Israel. I didn't have my my passport, though. I know. That would have been dope. It would have been so dope. Yeah. It was so dope. I think... Bellator said you had to have the passport in hand. I was supposed to fight in Sweden. Yeah. And I was so stoked for that, and then the car got canceled because somebody who was over, like, finances in the company got hit like with a scandal with the government, so they like froze the whole company. Oh, really? And shut down like their next three shows. Mm. I was fucking pissed. After having traveled and doing and like done some jujitsu tournaments around the country, I don't enjoy traveling and competing. Really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you know it's not as fun as it sounds. You're going, you're hanging out in hotels, you're just kind of waiting yeah. around. 
you're waiting all day for the event. It's just anxiety. Anxiety is more Anxiety. Yeah. And then it's like the event's done. And then it's like, all right, now we can maybe eat some food. And then we're leaving. In the so, morning. Early yeah, flights. Yeah. Shit. So it's never like this thing to where you get to go and enjoy the place relaxed. Especially if you do have time to go walk around and sightsee and shit. It's, uh, there's always this heavy feeling. Yeah. Of we're about to go do this thing. Yeah. Especially it, with a fight. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like a fun experience. So I realized, I'm like, this isn't that fun. Like doing this thing, I'm like, you know, and yeah, yeah. I I would say, but I also the only like way you people. have a good time is after weigh-ins. So like basically, if we're to fight, we weigh in Friday morning. Mm-hmm. So I've got my weight off. I can start eating this, and then I can enjoy the whole day. Mm-hmm. Then go to sleep. Then stress all Saturday about the fight that's going to happen. Have that fight. Win that fight. Get my check, and then I've got a few hours to go to the after party, do this and blah, blah, and then get back to my hotel because I got an early morning flight back to where the fuck I'm going. Yeah. So I always say, like, you got all day of the weigh-in day and the night of the fight to enjoy being wherever you have for, for the last four days. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's better than nothing. Better than nothing, yeah. It is better than nothing. I've had some good times. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a little skewed, too. I just, I'm just over-competing. No, I'm just, you're like you're like I love competing. I'm just like I am on the opposite we, side we, of that we, coin. We are in our mid thirties, and like I said, for some people, they done sooner. I'm yeah, I know. just not completely done just yet. Yeah, but the ego wants you to go do it. Oh, it says, it says that's DJ, a good thing. Says, go that's a good thing. That means your test. That means your testosterone is still up. It says go fuck them up, baby. I look at people. I'm like, you're not looking at me with the right respect. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you're looking at me like I'm just a jujitsu guy. Like, oh, I don't fuck okay. people up. <laughs> yeah, you can. You, you're a pretty decent fighter, man. Oh, that's oh my God. Dude, I'm doing this knees over toe shit right now. Like, I've I've, uh, I've had limited range of motion in my ankles for the longest time, so I've been very deliberate on fixing this, and I'm making really, um, really good progress. And um, as a result, I'm kind of feeling it up the chain, like in my knees and my hips and shit. So I'm also focusing on just really strengthening all throughout the process. So are you familiar with the knees over toes mm-hmm. guy? Here, actually, ironically, I have his book sitting right here. Um, he, he has like a program. It's just like a program. This dude apparently fucked up his knees and through just trial and tribulation and he figured out this system here. It's just all real simple shit. And now this dude's like, Dunking. He's like around our age. He's like a crazy athlete. Mm. And he's helped a lot of people fix their knees post surgery and different shit. So I'm doing a lot of that. And the other day I was just kind of jumping. And I'm like, man, I feel like whenever I, as I'm fixing my ankles, I'm really tapping into a little bit more of my athletic ability that maybe I didn't have whenever I was younger because I just didn't have the proper mechanics. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was jumping really fucking high. So, you know, my, I, man, to the ego part, part, it's like, man, I think. I could probably go in there and fuck some people up. Really, I'm only 34, EJ. I go fuck people up. Still, yeah, probably better than whatever I stopped five years ago because I'm way better at jujitsu now, and I haven't taken any damage really. And man, I feel I feel fast. I feel sharp. I'm in great shape, and I just feel like I can hurt people. What was your last fight? Was that when you fought Dowdy? No, I my last <coughs> fight was on Shamrock. I fought uh, Shell Irwin Davis. And we were on, so he, he submitted me in a triangle. He, he tripped me on the cage, tripped me, took me down. I almost plot swept him. I was on top. He threw me in a triangle. I spun around, got out, 
And I just kind of sat in his guard with my head down, and he put me in a triangle again, and I didn't want to fight anymore. And you I tapped. Just I, dude, I did not want to fight. Before that, I lost to Zach Busia. Same kind of same deal. Like I took him down. I had his back. He did a really good job defending the rear naked. He got out. Instead of resetting, I just fell off. And then he mounted me, took my back, and then TKO'd me, like just pounding. Not even hard shots. Just I, steady. I just I didn't want to be there anymore. And after that fight, I stopped fighting after the Shell everyone. I was like, you know what? I just don't want this because nothing against Shell, but I'm better than that dude. And he's a good fighter. Like he's, dude, he's a gamer. He'll show up, but his jiu-jitsu is not better than mine. It's just not. So I just realized in that moment, I'm like, man, when you get in these hard moments, you just quit twice. You're physically in great shape. You're talking. You're saying the right things. Like camp went well. Weight cut was amazing, but I just didn't want to fight. So I'm just like, I don't want that shit. And I realized that about myself. What's the thing just did that? Uh, that's why he retired. Um, Cowboy. Oh, Cowboy. Yeah, man. He didn't want to no he, he even said he's like in the, uh, he said in the Conor McGregor fight, like I was looking for a reason to get out of there. Yeah. It's like, I can see it on his face. Before he admitted that, I saw it. Yeah. Because I've seen it. You, you know? have to want it. Because when shit gets crazy, if you don't want it, you're going to quit. And that's what I did. Yeah. So that's <laughs> why I just realized about myself. I'm like, man, I just don't want it. Yeah, fighting is not something that you can just get in the cage and just, dude, you got to want to be there. Yeah, but that ego says it. It's just like, you know what, just go do it. Just go. But when it gets, when time gets crazy, nope, not really. They lock that door, them lights on. Yeah, I learned that with jujitsu. going and competing with jujitsu. I go and I'll have a tough match and I'll get done and I'm like, God, why did you fucking do that? You're so tired. You're so exhausted. You're in shape. Why are you getting so tired? It doesn't even make sense how tired I'm getting. Just because it's from the anxiety, from the nerves of just, mm -hmm. like, not wanting to go do this thing and then just doing it anyway. I don't like it. You know, I uh, <clears throat> when I'm competing to deal with nerves and anxiety, I talk about everything but yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, you've been with me. Like, mm -hmm. we'll be in the back of a fight show, and I'm talking about girls, candy, TV, other sports, this and that. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, someone like, oh, you got to hit mitts. We up in like 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's go. Like, yeah. because if you think about it all day, it's just going to stress you out oh, physically. Yeah. yeah. And you're just going to zap yourself. So I just really try to take my mind somewhere else mm -hmm. and just try to think. Because when I do, like, it could be a guy that I know I'm going to kick his ass. Yeah. Which is even the worst, you know, because you underestimate somebody. But like, I will get this like feeling like, oh, shit. Like, I gonna beat this person like everybody at home watching you know what i'm saying so it's like if i lose everybody's gonna see this and they're gonna remember it it's gonna yeah. be on youtube it's gonna be that and i'm like you know so i try not to have those thoughts so it's like what's on tv let's go do this let's go do that let's talk about this yeah and i won't shut up i won't shut up you with me and where to fight if i'm up not sleeping if i'm not napping we are talking yeah and we're not talking about anything fight related Right. Because I got to keep my mind off that damn fucking fight. There's just this pressure and intensity yeah. that comes with competing. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you like to deal with it? No. But I I do a good job handling it, but I don't like it. <laughs> this is the kind of shit people don't talk about. All the fucking the couch warriors. Yeah. They don't like to acknowledge this kind of stuff. No, they don't. Everybody thinks they can fight, so they actually. It's mental. A lot of yeah. it, man. Yeah. So much of it's just mental. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to deal with the anxiety, <clears throat> the and like you said, wanting to be there. Yeah, you know, you get into a fight and then somebody hits you back and you're like, oh shit, 
you know, this this ain't the pads I was hitting. This ain't the bag I was hitting. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't the dude that's not on my level at the gym that I've been piecing up for the last few yeah. months. This is another quality guy, grown-ass mm-hmm. man in here yeah. trying to take my head off, and he ain't playing with me. We're not friendly. No. Right. Yeah, he don't care if he hurts me. No, they dude, you can see it in a person's eyes. They look at you with no regard. And they're just like, I'm going to fucking hurt you. Dude, <laughs> enough, like, I I'm doing the same thing, but. I don't, uh, I don't really give a shit about, like, the face-off. You know, you standing there. Oh, yeah, looking yeah. tough. Like, I've laughed when guys have, like, tried to look tough and shit. Mm-hmm. It's just another thing for me. I'm just looking at you. I'm like, whatever. I've never felt anything in a stir down except for laughter. Except for one time. This motherfucker. I fought this Russian in Italy. And I had found out after this that he was a former hitman. This is after that. But we do our face off. And he was stirring. It felt like he was stirring into my soul, bro. And I was like, damn, this motherfucker looks scary. <laughs> like nobody. I fought better fighters. Probably tougher fighters. Nobody had ever put any kind of fear in me. Not even slightly. And he did it for a split second. I didn't show it. But I was like, this motherfucker looked like he wanted to kill me. You that, felt it. That's what I'm saying. Like the way he looked at me. And it wasn't like a like a false bravado kind of thing. It was like he walked up real like, nigga, I'm coming to kill you tomorrow. Yeah. And and like no no break in his face the way he was looking at me and I'm just looking like, oh shit. I almost started laughing. That's the crazy thing, because I was like, oh shit, like because he was a little taller. I'm like, oh shit, this, this motherfucker for real. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. So then. Uh, yeah. I, I was just like, I remember telling Rob after, like, man, bro, like, dude was intense. And he's like, yeah, dude, a bad motherfucker. So, <clears throat> I'm going to curse. I need to stop cursing. I uh, I curse way too much. Yeah, I end up, uh, I end up beating him yeah. or whatever. And then after the fight, the promoters were like, yo, uh, the Russians ain't happy you won that fight because it was a close fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, the promoter, he was Scottish. Okay, so he wasn't like with, you know, the the Russian group or whatever. He's like, don't go to the after party. He's like, matter of fact, you might want to stay in your room. Yeah, uh, that's and I was like, that that shit was scary because I knew he was serious, mm. and like they was walking around all mad and this and that throwing shit. So um, they also paid us in cash. So I had racks on me, like fact, let me explain that. So. This how, I'm not even going to drop the organization I was fighting for, but it was an international organization. So, um, they like, it's time to get paid. I'm like, all right, cool. So, the president of the organization was the president of a country over there. Mm. You know, small country over there near Russia. So, I was like, okay. So, me and Rob, we go to go get paid, and they take us to this hallway. It's two dudes outside the door with AK-47s. Big-ass moment. AK-47s. I'm like, all right, cool. We walk in the room. President of the organization is sitting on a couch. Right as soon as you walk in, there's two more guys, AK-47s. All right? You walk past them. He's in the back of the room sitting on a the couch. There are mountains 
of cash in different currencies. Okay? So you got yen over here. You got pound over here. You got American money right here and this and that. I'm like, you walking around these motherfuckers. All right? And I'm like, this is crazy. And uh, he also wasn't happy I won. Mm. Okay? Is that the most amount of money you've ever seen? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, not even close. Like, I, I guarantee you, I was looking millions at and millions of dollars. Millions in different currencies. Like, when I take, like, you see how big this table is? Yeah. Like that in American dollars. And it was taller than this. It was about this wide and taller than this table. God damn. And every different. There were at least six different currencies in there. Right, stacked up. millions of dollars. And I'm sitting here like, bro. Like, he had. So, two dudes outside the door, two dudes right. Inside the door, you walk in, and there was at least another four or six guys in that room with him. Shit. With all this money. And I remember, dude came up, you won, right? And I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, so here's this show, and then this. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then uh, I was like, thank you, sir, to the dude. And he was like, and I put my hand out, and he didn't want to shake my hand, and he didn't make eye contact with me. Mm-hmm. So he was like disrespecting me, but I'm like, Did you just leave it at that? I'm like, I got my money, and these motherfuckers got eight Ks. Let me go. I'm like, All right, bro, bitch. Ass thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, I walked, and, then I, <laughs> and then I walked out. So I'm in the room, and I put my money on the bed, and I was like, Damn. My first thought was, I should take a picture or a video and stunt. But I was like, Damn. I ain't got to pay taxes. And they might be watching. <laughs> so I didn't. Yeah. So then I took one. And just took a picture of it. Silly. And then put it back. And then so I'm sitting here with all this cash. And I'm like, bro, like, how are we going to get this back? Because that can be a problem. Yeah, because, like, you got to claim. Damn, I need to stop talking about this shit. So anyway. That's uh, true. You come back cash, you got to claim X amount. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if I think it's. You got it's over nine grand. Yeah? I don't know what the number it's something is. like that. I had more than that, obviously. But so you split between you and Rob. We still would have had a problem. No. Still. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna disclose how much it was. It was it was stupid. So um, anyway, they tell me don't go to the after party, and I'm like, and they mad at me. I got all this cash on me. What if they like popped in my room and robbed my ass? Yeah. And I'm in a foreign country. Like the police don't work like that over here. I would have left. I was like, hey, Rob, we got to get our shit, and we got to fucking go. We did. Oh, good move. We did. Packed on my shit. Left. Yeah, where no one knows. Yeah, we stayed out all night. Oh, I would have went and found, like, a new hotel room. We didn't even, well, I thought about doing that, but I was oh, like, I, did, I didn't trust them to, like, not give away my location. Like, if they, if they if they put out, like, hey, we looking for these black Americans, and somebody was like, oh, they was at this hotel. Well, they wouldn't check that real hotel. So we stayed out all night, and then we slept on the beach. Mm. And then came back when the bus was leaving for our uh, flight the next morning. Because yeah. I just didn't trust yeah. they weren't going, you know. I get it. Yeah, you yeah. know, they know where you are. People mm-hmm. can come into your room at the middle of the night. Crazy, man. Crazy. Ooh, that's scary, dude. You're in a foreign land and anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to be honest, you know, like I tell people, y'all don't understand how good you got it here in America. Like, people really try to, like, shit on America and say like oh we don't got this or they treat us like this and I'm like bro you need to travel 
Yeah. We really need to travel. Like, I know you're on this Black Lives Matter this and, you know, uh, police brutality this and that. I'm like, bro, like, when you go overseas, like, one, they hate Americans. They like us, though. That's the crazy thing. They like African Americans. They don't like non-African Americans. Really? Americans. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, uh, actually, that same night, we went to a club. <clears throat> so, uh, we rode, uh, we left our bags in the car. Uh, these uh, white Americans had a rental car. So, we uh, rode with them to a, um, a club or whatever. And we get in the club. We got VIP. And... Like me and Rob was just chilling, you know. Like he was married at the time. Obviously, I had my girl, uh, so we we weren't trying to pick up chicks. We were just one trying to kill time because we're not going back to the hotel. Uh, and these two white American fighters or whatever, good-looking guys, no homo, uh, seemed like cool dudes. They was like trying to fire on these girls. The girls were kind of like ignoring them. And one of the guys goes like, "What's up? Hey, we're from America." And this girl turned around. I was like, so? It's like, that's what's wrong with you, America. You think people don't give a fuck that you're American? And I'm like, oh, shit. This is because they're jealous they're not American. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but no, like, she, she really felt that way. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Somehow me and that girl started talking because she was really going off on him. And I kind of, like, broke it up. Like, hey, you know, he didn't mean no offense. It's like, we're in a foreign country. They don't know how to talk to people. She was like, well... You know, we just hate how, like, Americans come over here and they think everybody's supposed to speak English. Everybody here speaks Spanish. Like, I luckily speak English. You know, not everybody here is supposed to speak your language. And a lot of American men come over, American people come over here and expect us to, like, go against our culture to accommodate them and this and that. And, like, everything she was saying made a lot of sense. I was mm -hmm. like, I can see that, you know. She yeah. Like, she like, actually, we like you guys. You know, and, and I knew she meant by you guys, you as, guys as in you black, black guys. Folks. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, you know. But <clears throat> I tell people all the time, like, man, I've been, I've been to many different countries, and I've seen how they do things, and I I appreciate that I come from this country. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. Have my people been oppressed before? Yes, they've been slaves. They've been this. They've been that. You know. But at the end of the day, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Yeah. You know, so, you know, like I said, this country ain't perfect. They have no. their flaws. There's a lot but of things. We we got it good, man. We, yeah. You think about the best country you think you could live in, and I promise you we probably still got it better over here than we would there. Yeah, the thing is, you know, I'm always conflicted because, to your point, it's this is a really sweet spot. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of cool things going for us. What's conflicting is how the like the leaders of the country they don't really seem to be doing what's in the best interest of the people or the country. So as a country, it doesn't seem like we're actually really trying to be the. We like to say we're the best, but we're not really trying to be the best. You know what I mean? Which is so conflicting because in the same breath, that doesn't mean that we aren't we don't have a lot of really good things going for us and the freedoms that we do have aren't awesome. You know what I'm saying? I mean, do we even have like country, like self pride? Yeah. Well, what's wrong with, with, with patriotism and, and, and being proud to be an American? Yeah, I don't feel like we have it. <clears throat> I, no. really, I, I feel like and that's a problem. This generation shits on our country way more than it praises it. And I'm like, you really don't 
realize how good you got it. Right. Like, nothing's going to be perfect. Mm-mm. You know, people are going to be per- like, oh, gosh, I don't want to talk about her that much. But like, yeah, the, the Brittany yeah. situation over in Russia. First of all, you just went to another country where that stuff is illegal. Where they don't support your lifestyle, personally. That's the that's that's the unique thing about that whole part of the world, especially mm-hmm. with the war going on and mm-hmm. everything. The people that are in most support of the thing, like Ukraine and everything, it's so ironic that that part of the world does not support, would never support them back. Like, mm-hmm. like they don't have gay rights in that part of the country. They don't really have women's rights in that part of the country. There's not religious freedom in that part of the country. It's like you need to be a white male. And I think it's a lot of – I don't know what the religion is in that part of the world, but I'm pretty sure it's not Christianity. It's uh, – it's, I don't know a, if it's Muslim or – It's 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 small part is Muslim, and another one is Christian, but it's like – But either way, it's not this diverse – It's hardcore. It's not this diverse, open-minded group of like part of the world where freedom is just reigning, and we just apply our own yeah. uh, ideals onto it. And that's what I'm it. thinking. I'm like, you went to a country where they fr- – they, I'm not going to say frown upon, like, women don't have rights, okay? So not only do they frown upon an American woman who has the freedom to be who she wants to be coming over to to their country and feeling that she can have those same freedoms, they're like, no, you're in Russia, our women act this way and abide by these rules, and you will too. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of arrogant, I would say, for... Yeah, some people to go over to another country and feel they can move as if they move in our country. So, but EJ, she's done it before. I know I'm gonna get. To she's that. done I'm, it before. I'm gonna get to that. So it's like you live this lifestyle. You are who you are. You live your truth. Okay, you live your truth in America. You go over here. You have to know that they don't. Uh, they don't support your truth as a person. You like to indulge in this herb. Okay. You can do it over here in this country, and over here, they don't support that. Okay, so you already got two strikes against you that they are letting go. Now, they're in a political situation with this country. Your home country ain't supporting that. Matter of fact, they backing the people who they beefing with. We're in war with Russia. People don't want to say that. But I believe it. I just don't. I'm not going to speak on it. If we're providing weapons to Ukraine, who is in war with Russia, if 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 my neighbor is fighting my other neighbor and then and I, I give my him, neighbor yeah, bullets, yeah, you're right. Yeah, is my one neighbor going to be like, "No, you're cool, Adam. It's all good, bro. Don't so, worry about it." So, like, guess <laughs> so, what? You you are a person of high value in this country. Like, I deliberately was it Ukraine. Was it Ukraine? I was supposed to fight, I think, in Ukraine. Oh, really? Years ago. But they were either at war with somebody. It, I got I to gotta go through my emails. But I, anyway, I was supposed to fight over there. I, I'm pretty sure it was Ukraine. That part of the world. And they were starting to have some issues. My manager was like, you're not going. He was like, they just, got, they just started... Some issue with somebody, they got bombed, this and that. And this was a while ago. It was like four or five years ago. And I okay. was like, okay. But case in point, y'all got shit going on. I'm saying my motherfucking ass over here. Yeah. So, 
you trying to get back home, shit going on over there, and they're like, oh, this American, she's a high-value person. Yeah. Let's use her. That's what I think is going on. Yeah, from my understanding, we have a very high-level arms dealer for Russia, mm-hmm. and the idea is to get her and try to trade people. So it's a political So problem. I want her back. I want her back, but I feel like <laughs> she gave them a reason to do what they did. And she had to be smarter than that. Gotta be smarter than that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, think about, and people are like crapping on her about this. Like, you was one of the people, you know, kneeling, saying, like, saying this country ain't shit, you know, excuse me, stuff like that. And with all that being said, we should still go get you. Yeah. This country should still back you. Even if you say, F this country, it ain't done nothing for me, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, you're still an American citizen. We should come get you. But it's ironic that the same country that you shit on because you feel like... Now you're begging. You, you feel like they, they, they treat you unfairly, isn't that? Now you're saying what it's really like to be treated unfairly. Right. And be held against... And, and your rights being taken away from you right. for no good fucking reason. And that country that you were shitting on, you want them to come save you. Like I, I was saying, you know, people were like, man, F the police. And then they get robbed, something happened, and then they call the police. You can't call the police. You said F them. Yeah. You know, you can't say F the people who are hired to protect and serve you. And then when something happens, expect them to protect and serve you. They will because they signed up for that. You know, as I always say, like, you know, there are some bad people in every industry, every job, every position of power. And there are some good people. You know, like me and you, we both have deadly skill sets. We can literally kill people with our bare hands, you know. But we know people with the same skill set who go to bars and look for fights. They look to use what they have to hurt people for no good reason. Those are bad people. Just because we had those same skill set, are we like those people? No. No. We're good guys with dangerous skill sets. So you're going to have cops who have the power to protect and serve that will abuse that power. And then you have some who won't. But at the end of the day, we need them. We have political people who have the power to put things in order to protect us. And then we have some that take that money out of the table. And they do shit that don't affect them, but it's going to affect us. Yeah, but isn't the idea that some jobs you can't you, like you can't have bad people? Like, you can't have bad apples in the police force. No, you're right. Like but they're going to be guys. there. Yeah. I, I think that that's something you're never, you're never going to get rid of. That's just life, bro. You don't think you can weed them out with a the, with the better system? Better, I, I better training, better funding. The more, only thing I'm gonna say on that, more stringent. The only thing I'm gonna say on that is I truly believe to be in the in to be a police officer. I think you need to have some kind of social training. I think you should at least spend two years getting associates, and you should be taking sociology uh, and psychology, understanding about other demographics how people think, how people interact in certain communities, because you'll have some uppity-ass dude who has never seen a ghetto, a hood, or, like, any kind of, like, urban situation, and then he'll get a job as a cop in the inner city, and then, like, he'll be faced with a situation, and just, like, all he knows is to, like, pull out his gun because he thinks he's in danger, but he's not. He has no exposure. Yeah, he has no exposure. Yeah. So I'm just like, bro, like, I really feel like you should have some kind of at least two years. Two years of education of taking There's a lot classes like that. 
And if not, at least have done some military time. Military time would definitely help. Yeah. But more training, better pay. I mean, more stringent, I think, just requirements. Education, like community service. Like, hey, go work in these communities. Before before we give you Health a gun and a badge, let's, let's make sure you're educated on how these communities work. And let's see you start, like, yeah. putting your face out there. I think we know? need to just build stronger communities. You know, I think a lot of the issues that we look at in America – it, it, like what can we, what can we do on the on the, the large scale? Like really, big again back to that book. Like wouldn't I always point out there? But wouldn't always talks about there are no big things. It's just all little things. All the little things add up to the big add, things. Add up, That's yeah. it. Like doing the little things perfectly and and all give all your effort. So if you take that to the country, obviously the political elite they don't give a fuck about us. They're gonna do whatever they want to do. They want us dependent on the state. They want us broke. They want us stupid. They want us like needing, Sheep. needing, right? But how do you combat that? You live an excellent life. Like you have to be the example in your community. You have to build a strong community. You have with the kids, right? Like you have to be the example and make other people around you better and you have to build a stronger community, right? That's how we can actually make the change. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you want to be a police officer – then maybe you should live in the community that you're policing. So that way you can't live out in St. Peter's and then go be a police officer in the city. Can't do that. So then now we're policing our own communities. That is that I think that would be a way to strengthen the community if we're policing our own communities. Yeah. Black Panthers try to do that. What happened? They all got fucking murdered. So I think there's examples of how it can work and should work. Um, we got to strengthen the community for sure. Yeah. Takes a village. It really does, dude. I mean, I mean, getting involved in the school board, showing up to, to like, why are parents being labeled as domestic terrorists when they were going to stand up for their kids' rights to, like, not wear masks or, you know, like, different things. Oh, man. So, it, shit like that, you know, I mean, getting involved with, you know, your local city council, you know, getting on the board of things. We're so disconnected from our community. It's crazy. I think everybody wants to be a fucking superstar. Everybody wants to be a fucking uh, uh, social media. Yeah, everybody wants to be famous. You know what I mean? No, to to the original point we began the conversation. Nobody wants to be a plumber. Nobody wants to be an electrician. Nobody wants to just be a good, upstanding citizen in the community and just go work your job and just be have you know provide for your family and just have a good life. Like everything needs to be the rich and the famous and the extra. And don't get me wrong, you're talking to a guy who's trying to rack up billions, bro. I'm not fucking playing. Like I'm trying to rack this shit, but I really want to create. I want to no. I want to create American manufacturing. I want to create fucking jobs. Like I want to really change the footprint of. This city, I really fuck like that's my vision, but it all starts with the community, and I think if we all just took more pride, yeah, uh, the community and at home, I feel yeah. like parents are slacking. Uh, as somebody who works in education and coaches, um, parents these days, especially my generation of parents, because a lot of people around my age got teens now. Because they had kids, you know, between 16 and 22. Yeah, you know? same. Me. So, yeah. So, they're young. Uh, they're young parents. They want to be cool with their kids. I got kids, bro. They literally smoke weed with their parents. No. My care, my my kids call me strict. Yeah, you I'm, know. I'm strict. And I'm like, how can I get your kid to focus? And he's doing drugs with you. Mm-hmm. 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah. During the school year. During the season. You know, like, I, I've literally had kids come in, and I'm like, are you high? Like, oh, yeah, me and my dad smoked before I came to school. What? Like, are you serious, dude? Yeah. You know, and then, like. It's like kids raising kids. I got kids. this. I got this. Oh, I can't go into too much detail. Yeah. But you're I seeing got, things that are frustrating. Yeah. I got kids. They mama on Facebook. Always talking about partying, always talking about this man and that man, and these kids got they come to school, they dirty. Like before we have matches, I make them shower and put on fresh like gear because they clothes stink. And I'm like, y'all go home every day, and y'all come to school stinking because y'all don't wash y'all clothes. Mm-hmm. And your mama on Facebook talking about how she turning up tonight or tomorrow. It's a freaking Wednesday. She's talking about turning up tonight. And you smell like piss. I need you to give me these clothes. Put them in. I literally will put their clothes in the bag. Get them fresh stuff to wear. They'll go compete. I say, bring that. Take that home. Bring it back tomorrow. And then the next day, I get them their clothes. Had to wash them. And, like, that's the type of stuff I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with. But it's like so many of these parents don't want to be parents. They got the kid. They got to check, but they don't want to do, like, oh, my kid not doing what you're doing at school? He ain't a problem. Like, basically, if your kid ain't a problem at home, you don't care. Right. You know, school calling me, I ain't trying to hear that. Yeah, no standards where they were yeah. never raised. Bro, I tell you this. <laughs> so, I'm at this school, and uh, it's not the school I'm at now, Okay. So I was at the school, and this girl I happened to know from my community. She was older than me, okay? So her son is supposed to be a senior, right? And she didn't really know me personally, but I knew of her because she was an older, mm-hmm. pretty attractive girl. That I was like, oh, man, you know. Um, Parent-teacher conferences. Now, um, I'm handing out the report cards for sophomores. She goes to the senior pile. His stuff not in there. She goes to the junior pile. Stuff not in there. I was like, no fucking way. And I knew her son's name, so I'm looking. I see him. I'm like, oh, shit. I pull his report card out. I said it right here. She's like, hey, Emmanuel. I'm like, what's up? She was like, you got my son report card? I'm like, yeah, it's right here. And she was like, how is he only a sophomore? And my first thought in my head is, you so detached from your son's education that you didn't know he was two years behind. When was the last time you was at a parent-teacher conference? Because we give you your report card every time. Yeah. So you ain't been here in two years? And I was like, what the hell? So I was talking to my boys. I told him. I called him. He's like, oh, bro, like, she... All she do is party and this and that. And mm-hmm. She had alcoholic and blah, blah, blah. And I felt so bad for the boy because I knew his daddy. His daddy was a few years older than me. So I think he was a senior when I was a freshman because his mama was out of high school when I got to high school. And his daddy went shit. Mm. So I was like, this kid has already been failed because he had an ain't shit daddy. And obviously his mama ain't shit either. How many kids are out there like that? They just a ton of they them. just never stand a, ton a chance. Of them, man. I look at that even in regards to 
maybe you have a more stable environment, but your parents never taught you how to value like working hard or exercising or eating well. Like maybe you still had, I think there's just so many ways that people fail their kids. You know what I mean? Like they don't give them any sort of standards. I mean, you're talking about the most basic form of just paying the fuck attention and caring. Yeah. That's terrible. Right? Like, just mean, go to school. These kids, they don't understand, man. Just go to school. You got you got it so easy. They don't understand. They got it so easy. You don't have to pay rent. You ain't got to pay no bills. You ain't got to buy the food. Yeah. You know, especially if your mama on state aid. Okay? So she getting she getting a check for you. Yeah. The government is paying for you. But now you've, you've been mentally conditioned. Uh, from what? Well, if that's all you've ever seen, you've never seen anybody actually work for anything. Well, yeah, that too. But that that goes in the lesson. Like my mama, she was on state aid, but she worked. Okay? Yeah. So, and she also, she taught me good lessons. She wouldn't give me money. Yeah. You know, like, it was basically like if I wanted something, you better go cut somebody's grass. Mm. And <clears throat> if I really needed something, she would always make me go work for it. Mm. And if I couldn't get it, she either give me what I needed left or just give it to me. But she wanted to make sure I worked for it first. Right. And <clears throat> opposed to the other kid who's. The other kid was getting some. Like, the to mom, be honest, well, I'm saying the mom's not even seeing what grade you're fucking in. There's I'm, nothing there. I think I am one of the most successful people from my neighborhood because of the lessons my mama taught me. Like, I'll, I'll have people say, oh, well, you know, he wasn't that dude in high school. Yes, I was. Anybody who knew me knew I am now. Well, I ain't going to say now because I'm a man now. But growing, like, in, in my 20s and this and that, when I was really living my my best life, I was exactly who I was in high school. But you didn't know me. You knew me at high school, not in high school. When I walked through those doors, I was about business. Okay? I was about my sports my grades yeah all right all that extra shit like showing off for people and all that nah i didn't do that because i knew where i was going what does it mean he wasn't that dude like basically like oh like oh he a pretty boy now like he wasn't that like, oh. like, like were you supposed to be in, in your like your final form in high school right exactly so it's like so what i'm getting at with this is like um i was never dirty i was never lame i was always at the top of like I would say the popularity class, but I wasn't at the top, top. Mm -hmm. It was like, I was an athlete, honor roll student, decently good looking dude, but I wasn't a dude wearing fresh J's, uh, the best top designer stuff. and that. I had a single mother raising me and three other kids by herself. So it was like, school getting ready to start, I need some cool basic Nikes, like, we would go to Foot Locker or Foot Action, and it'd be two for 78, a pair of Reeboks, a pair of Nikes. All right. I just cut some grass. I made 50 bucks. Mom, I got 50 bucks. Uh, you give me 20. I'm going to get a pair of black shoes and a pair of white shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm straight. Yeah. Oh, you gave me another 50? I'm going to go get a pair of jeans, three shirts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like, I didn't need to spend... You just I just took up about a hundred dollars, got two pair of shoes, pair of jeans, and three shirts. Somebody else is taking a hundred dollars, 
get a brand new pair of Jordans. That's it. And that's it. The mama I need this. So then your mama is out doing other things to make other money that you don't find out till you get older or you or you know. Yeah. Like I saw dudes' mamas out here selling themselves because their kids wanted, not needed, the top stuff. So you okay with your mama having Mr. Fred come over? For about 20 minutes to make a few hundred dollars so you can have a brand new pair of J's. When I'm over here like, man, my mama working a night shift. I'm cooking and cleaning while she at work taking care of my siblings. Just so she can pay bills? Hell no, I'm not finna have her doing anything extra just so I can have the top of line shoes. So guess what? I worked for everything I had. I made sure I was decent when I was in school. And when I graduated high school, those skills that I learned of learning how to work for stuff and not overspending, as a grown man, I've always had decent things. And those people who never learned how to earn something, look where they are now. Yeah, that's the difference between, you know, being taught the right things. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, like I've always been that dude. Yeah. You just didn't know me. You know, yeah, man, you're not supposed to be where you're supposed to be in high school. That's for yeah. fuck's sake. Yeah, if you peak in high school, man, that's just no, man. Yeah, nobody knows who who they even are in high school. You don't. If you really you, don't. Like, you kind of have an idea, but you're just figuring it out, man. Yeah, and I, I'm not thinking like, like, oh man, like I'm finding myself. Oh, you know, we I, always like, are, man. Constantly you, you, you dating this girl, you hanging out with these people, and and it's just like. Just, just switching all the time. You're figuring out what your truths are. Sometimes you you start you start or not start, but sometimes you just stop lying to yourself throughout life. Like you'll 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 think a thing, and then you'll be like, "Do I think that?" And you'll go against the thing, and then one day you'll just be like, "You know what? I do think that." And then you'll just accept you you just accept yourself, and you'll be like, "You know what?" I am goofy, and I like fucking pop music. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Bro, <laughs> like, I, used like, to, I used to have to hide my CDs. I'd have, like, Backstreet Boys. And, yeah, bro, and now you know, you'd be like, listen, y'all want y'all want to listen to this new uh, yeah. shit. Just new Blink-182? Yeah, they back. Listen, I fucking jam. The kids think I'm so silly, bro. This Ed, this Ed Sheeran song, mm-hmm. um, uh, I can't even think of what it is, dude. Is it new? It's on the radio all the time, but it's like uh, like leading the bad habits, or I can't think of the fucking name. If I had my, th- I'd look. But dude, I fucking, I'm just like, mm-ts, mm-ts. I'm just jamming, bro. Like I'm, <laughs> I don't give, laughing. I don't give a fuck. I'm the most corny person because it's just like, life is so short. Just live, live your authentic self. Yeah, exactly. Whatever the fuck that means, if I don't you can't care. Deal with my corniness. If my nickname was White Boy when I was in school, bro. Yeah. Like I'm like, hey, it's what it is. I'll beat your ass, though. You're you. That's you know, it. Man. Which was just really funny because. I'm on this ghetto wrestling team. <laughs> you know, my I mean we like brothers. My I'm still tight with my high school wrestling team. And we had some goons on that squad. Yeah. And we would walk in the gym and I'm the most professional like I was raised in a church. So I didn't curse a lot growing up. You know, and I talked proper, you know, mm-hmm. I could read by the time I was in kindergarten. My mom was really on my education. So like because I wasn't cursing all the time as a kid and I was pronouncing words cor- correctly my friends just call me white boy uh, and i'm just like your parents let you curse in front of them you practice cursing when they're around like i don't do that you know so anyway we would walk into gyms and people would be shocked that i'm the leader 
of this group of dudes because I'm the most nice looking, smiling, you know what I'm saying? And my boy said, like, EJ's the baddest motherfucker out of all of us. Like, don't let his cool, calm demeanor that smile fool you. He will beat your ass. Yeah. Like, I'm the baddest one over here. And we some bad dudes, but I'm the baddest one. And why? Because I didn't have to show that. You know, I didn't have to put on this bravado and pretend that I was something I wasn't. Yeah. But it's just like, hey, man. Confidence is quiet, man. That's why young men are so dangerous. You know, those those loud ones who need to bolster and and boast. The loudest one is the weakest one. Always. 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 EJ, let's wrap this up, dude. All right, bro. We've been going for two hours. Oh, shit. Man, that's true. I don't know. You probably got, you probably got places to be. The Wi-Fi wasn't where you're at. Um, is there anything coming up or any place you want to tell the people to check you out at or anything? Uh, uh, all my handles are EJ's one four nine. all of them. Literally. I just wish you would change that. <laughs> I, I told you so many times. <laughs> yes, you can. It's too far in the game. Can't like, call I changed it to Coach Brooks. No, Coach Brooks no. six one eight. Yeah. That's a maybe, good one. That's maybe, a, that, maybe make some. Hey, more. that's a good handle, bro. Yeah, I guess. Oh, anyway, all right, mm-hmm. all right, everybody. Till next time. Right. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. As always, if you're getting value, just do me a favor. Tell a friend. Bring us a new friend for the next episode. I will be eternally grateful if you do. That's all I have, though. Just keep being rad humans. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. I'll catch you next time. Love you. Bye.